0: they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. (laughs) I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. Sorry about about last last night. night. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. (laughs) I never stop.
2: (laughs) Hey, fuckers, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked.
1: It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And today's show is sponsored
2: by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I sound like I'm doing the marble column sketch at SNL. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? I can't. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commutes. No leaving the office, no judgment. You just sit on your ass and get therapized. That's a new word I made up, but shut up. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you just gotta go to talkspace.com slash GWF. Use code GWF and you get 45 bucks off your first month and you show your support for this podcast. That's GWF at talkspace.com slash GWF. Hey, come see us live. If you are in or near Charlotte, North Carolina, tonight, we have two shows at the Comedy Zone. And uh, tomorrow, we have one show that you can attend because the other one sold out. And that's the one my mom's coming to. And I hope you come because we've had a lot of people ask us to come to uh, Charlotte and North Carolina. And we're here and show up. Also... Joseph Essie and I did a a comedy album together of original songs and sketches. It's called Maybe It's You. And if you uh, buy it by March 31st, you can email your receipt to Maybe It's You, the letter U, album at gmail.com. And I personally will send you bonus tracks uh, for everybody who buys it Yeah, by March 31st. It's $9.99. And
1: Portland, Oregon. Portland. Remember you? We were there before. We're going to be back at Helium Comedy Club Thursday, April 5th through Saturday, April 7th. Please get those tickets ASAP if you plan on attending. Mostly because it reduces a lot of stress in Christina and so, my life. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to wait till the last minute and like I understand if you're waiting for a check or something, but if like you plan on attending, if just you could just it. buy it now, just get could use a credit card, it really, like really relieves money. us freaking out that no one's going to come to our shows because it always works out, but the fear is always in in our hearts, which does keep us humble, but it's but unnecessary also, also
2: makes me lose my hair. So you don't want a bald bitch.
1: Yeah, it's an unnecessary strain and back and forth of emails between our agents and us. So although Bob, is is a beautiful, you know, we appreciate it. Um, and just remember, you can go to sorry about last night comedy dot com slash tours for all our other tour dates. It's sorry about last night on social media. I'm philanthropy gal. Christina is Christina Hutch. People complaining like if you can't if you're like, oh, I miss this show. Show. the best way to do it if you're not up to date on the podcast is to follow us on social media we'll always post about it Tell and then uh april 2nd two less lonely girls the new podcast i'm doing with rosebud baker comes out yes it is a podcast about us publicly stalking justin bieber <laughs> we're gonna dissect his songs um things that he's gone through in the media and his personal life um, and he's like out he's like not in the industry he's like no, taking a little breather, right? No, 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 that's that's over. He's back. Oh, oh he's back. He's in the studio working a new album. Oh shit. Uh, Patty Millette did follow Rosebud on uh Twitter and responded and said she was funny. So like this is some oh my huge God. stuff is happening um in our
2: Yo, lives. are you gonna interview Justin Viva
1: hopefully fingers oh crossed God. very excited about it again it's going to be on iTunes April 2nd but you can subscribe now so start subscribing now so when it comes out you'll already be up to snuff with everything and then on Friday March 30th Nacho Bitches is at New York Comedy Club that's the monthly show I do with Blair Saki also sometimes have Justin Perez or Rosebud there with me hosting I are going to say Bieber you know I'm like shut the fuck up. Blair out. you know moved Aww. to LA um, but you can check her out in LA she's a great comedian so you, you Use code nacho to get into Nacho Bitches for $12. There's a two drink minimum as always as is standard with comedy clubs, but the age is 16 and up. And if you're 16, just come and buy two sodas and some popcorn and have a really fun night. And then the next day, if you haven't gotten enough of us, uh, Saturday, March 31st,
2: Wendy Starling and I are hosting the March edition of Glamopus, which is uh, at a bar called Zinc Bar. It's a jazz club in the West Village, 82 West Third Street. Uh, It starts at 7.30 p.m. Uh, These shows have been selling out, so get your tickets now. Links for all of these things that we're talking about are in the description of this very fucking podcast.
1: And now we're going to welcome a new sponsor, Stitch Fix. Yo. Yay. This is a fun one. Uh, love it or hate it, there's no denying you could be shopping better. So true. You either spend all day at the mall and end up with yet another striped t-shirt Ugh. or scroll endlessly online just to leave everything in your cart. Now mm-hmm. you can shop the productive way and end up with stuff you actually love with Stitch Fix. Whether you're looking to express your personal style, dress for the job you want, or just find something new, Stitch Stitch Fix can style you on your time. You don't even have to leave the house. You just fill out your style profile online and Stitch Fix will send clothes, shoes, and accessories picked just for you. Your size, your lifestyle, your budget, and of course, what you like. Each stitch fix box contains five items that you can try on at home. So you can see what works with your wardrobe. You only pay for the items you keep and sending back. Everything is easy. Stitch fix fix. That's very hard. <laughs> stitch fix covers, uh, shipping both ways for returns and exchanges too. There's no subscription required. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you feel like it. Uh, this is a great service. We did try it. Um, and I'm very picky about clothes because a lot of these styling services, it's like, I don't want to look like everybody else. It's my main thing. I hate having clothes that other people like. I don't, the, a lot of the times like when you watch like what not to wear, they take the personality out of everything that these people have. Like I, I use fashion as a way to express myself. And it's really cool because they actually do set you up with a stylist like I don't, you know, didn't meet him or her, but uh, but I can write notes to them. And I was very, very specific. I was I said, I want unique stuff. I was like, whatever the weird shit you have lying around. I want that. Send me that. And I was very like, Ugh, this is not going to be good. And I finally got my box yesterday and it was really good. It was really good. There was unique pieces. I gave them things like I was like, I don't like sleeveless things. They didn't send me any of that. They really she they he or she, I think it was a she. It feels she. Um really took the time to get to know me and my body. I will say everything fit, which is amazing because yeah. I have a big butt. I have really broad shoulders for a woman. I'm flat chested. Like there's a lot of weird things going on <laughs> that aren't typical um, and everything fit great. And I'm really excited because they found some things that I've never seen in stores. Yeah. Um, so you guys can get started now at stitchfix.com GWF. And you'll also get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box that's stitchfix.com slash gwf to try stitchfix today yeah i
2: gotta say it's pretty cool and the survey that you fill out is very detailed and it got me thinking of like oh shit i gotta think about my wardrobe better um because i want to be fashionable i just don't know how but with stitchfix i can okay so now that you look sharp as a tack you gotta eat well what I don't daily harvest you guys we've all seen mouth-watering healthy smoothies on instagram and thought that's the kind of thing I should be eating but who has the time to make that every day wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market Ooh, fancy bitch or chop up a million fruits and veggies. I'm tired now. You can get all your superfoods super fast. Ooh, I see what you did there. With Daily Harvest, Daily Harvest sends superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream vegan sundays, and they're all fucking delicious. And I should know because I got to see Stephen eat all of ours. Uh, each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. Cups are stored in the freezer so they're ready whenever you are. Their produce is organic. unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see all the whole ingredients when you open the cup and you pour it in the blender. It's true. I saw them. Daily Harvest freezes all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing all their nutritional value. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. Just add water or if you're feeling fancy, you could substitute with other liquids like coconut or almond milk, which is what I do. I use coconut almond milk. Oh, you ready for that? I don't think so. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code GWF to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code GWF for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. That is daily-harvest.com. It's pretty delicious shit, I will say. Okay, last ad, I promise. Hey, audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you whether you want to feel healthier get motivated or learn something new oh it's like a dr seuss book and with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows news comedy and more audible our new sponsor has all the audio content you need to start your year off on the right foot try books like i don't know Fucked, being sexually explorative and self-confident in a world that's screwed. Narrated by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. I heard it's great. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, or at home on an Amazon Echo, you can get through tons of books while doing almost anything. And Audible even lets you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Start a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook free by going to audible.com slash GWF or Text GWF to 500-500. That is, again, audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, for those who suck at spelling like myself, .com slash GWF or text GWF to 500-500 for a 30-day trial and your free first audiobook. You can do it with audiobooks.
1: And just a reminder for everyone, I know sometimes people try things that we promote and you don't like them. We do try everything that before we, we advertise here we do not do anything that we haven't tried first and of course everything is not for everyone but we are only promoting stuff that we like nothing that we think is bullshit or that is not healthy or that is not we would deal. never or we would never use yeah we've turned down things that just are, are not appropriate that we think are like a bad influence on society we've turned down things that we think like are too trainers. expensive for what they're doing yeah um, so that's that so we actually do put a lot of thought into our ads and obviously ads need to exist because we don't That's how we earn a living and can keep giving you the
2: podcast for free. (laughs) We need to pay rent. You know what? It's also free a fast forward button if you so choose.
1: Damn. Oh, shame. All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone who came out to see us in Denver. (laughs) Yo. What a spectacular weekend. Best.
2: Yo. Okay. If you don't. Corinne and I got the opportunity to open up for Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And holy fucking shit it was one of the best nights of my comedy life ever. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: It's so weird because we've met a lot of uh, famous comedians and people that we've really looked up to and some have, you know, been exactly who I thought they would be. Some have been better. A lot have been worse, I do have to say. (laughs) Um, They
2: say don't meet your heroes, but meet Dave Chappelle because he's fucking fantastic. He's a very private person, which, uh, uh, you know, I, I really like and respect about him, but he was so... So kind and nice and gave us advice. Very philosophical. That was so... Like he amped me up about like all the possibilities that one could do in their career, and one
1: like, of the most intelligent people oh I've ever met for sure. Dude,
2: this guy is fucking. This guy is. There's a reason why he's the best comedian on the planet at this moment in time, uh, and uh, he's he's the real deal. He is yeah. so he's he exceeded my expectations.
1: Yeah, and it's like whether or not you like his comedy, that's fine. I mean, no great comedian is gonna have make a fan of everyone. That would mean he's Course. putting out cocky Um, (laughs) poo-poo. But I just know he puts a lot of thought into his comedy. He really thinks about things. He certainly is an empathetic human being. Yeah. And I think that, like, speaking to someone one-on-one is a really nice reflection of who they actually are as opposed to who they present because you know no matter like comedians are definitely a more personal type of entertainer where a lot of times you really are getting pretty much who they are on stage but you have to keep in mind it's still a performance so you can't take everything verbatim like also it's stand-up comedy like that is who they are yeah um And he's great. And we definitely apologize to anyone who was not able to make it because they had tickets to the Thursday show at Comedy Works. But we're trying to explain this online. And, you know, just as in life, comedy is about paying your dues. And when Dave Chappelle contacts a club and says... I would like to work on Thursday night, especially when your other shows aren't sold out yet, you have to say yes, of yeah. course, Dave Chappelle. The only answer to that question is yes. Dave Chappelle has been in the business for literally mm. decades. He is one of the most important living comedians around today. And uh, there's it's just like not really up for discussion. Yeah, so that's that. We didn't. It was we love Dave Chappelle. And also just for us, um, you know, sometimes we have to do what's best for us. And it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'll never forget so it. So hopefully, if you guys love us, you'll understand what a what an opportunity that was for us, not only to perform um uh, in, at a Dave Chappelle audience but to just have that time to talk to him in the green room like those are the the little moments that you work for and we'll never forget that night for the rest of our lives yeah mm-hmm. damn,
2: damn. Um, god i'm on such a high from that it, it was amazing and then the shows that we did on friday and saturday at comedy works comedy works is one of the best comedy clubs ever if you live in the denver area you got to go see shows there um i love that club and thank you to everybody who came out you guys are great support live comedy We travel all around the country, all around the globe and, uh, And we really wanted to do our shows at comedy clubs Because that's where we feel at home But also comedy clubs are one of the few spaces in life Where you can just hear things unfiltered, uncensored And you can have your boundaries And your comfort levels tested and pushed And to me that's what really great comedy does And it's exciting and it's fun and it's exhilarating And it's eye-opening And I mean stand-up comedy for me Is just the best form of art on the fucking planet And uh, I think that you guys should go out and support live comedy. And uh, it's really cool when people come out to our shows and they say that was the first uh, live comedy show I've ever seen. It makes me so happy. And I hope, I hope, hope, hope that it encourages encourages you to keep going to the comedy club
1: right but, uh, yeah and uh, and not just you know not just seeing us live but if there was a comedian that you loved who was a guest on the podcast Ugh. go to their website look yes. updates when they're, they're going to be in their area like so many people have contacted us contacted us recently Andrew Schultz and Ben Haig yeah. uh, ran into people who heard them on the guys we fuck podcast and that's really cool Makes because um, those people love it when you come and go up and talk to them afterwards and say hey I heard you on guys we fucked and I really liked what you had to say and I wanted to come out and support you. It's a, it's the kindest gesture you can give to a comedian. Um, and additionally kind of piggybacking off what Christina was just saying, um, Uh, free uh, about you know being able to say what you want uh, without being ostracized for it Uh, I just watched last night Ricky Gervais's new special Humanity he hasn't come out with a new special in a long time and I gotta say before that I was not a huge Ricky Gervais fan Um, but I watch that special because I try to watch every like major special that comes out on Netflix because I feel like it's part of my homework Mm -hmm. and I think it's a definite must watch for comedians just because it's good but I think even more importantly it's a must watch for people who aren't comedians and who are kind of struggling with this, um, kind of being offended by comedy and saying things Mm. that are inappropriate or it's racist or it's transphobic or it's not inclusive. It's like, well, you know, the point of comedy is not to be inclusive. The point of uh, comedy is commentary on the society that you're living in. And that cannot always be PC because it's really hard to make a point without, quote, unquote, offending anybody. And just it talks about kind of like thinking who the butt of the joke is and thinking like, am I triggered by just a word or and, and who and who is really, you know, getting made fun of in this joke, because just because you hear like the word rape in a joke doesn't mean it's making fun of the person who got raped and in, in, in any great rape joke it is not making correct uh, fun of the person who was raped it's making fun of something else but when you hear the word rape your ears shut off so i think it's mm-hmm. a really really great thing it's streaming on netflix right now no one paid me to say that it's just <laughs> from the heart also
2: when you're watching stand-up comedy mm-hmm. specifically it is normal healthy and kind of good to be offended by it I-, I think it's a great thing because then it makes you real think about how why you think the way you think what are your morals what are your boundaries what are your comfort levels and it's good you when you go to a comedy club if you get offended that probably means a comic did their job to be honest and 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 made you think that's all like it's okay so that's why we are very protective over comedy and saying whatever you want because uh because it's the one space where you fucking can and are encouraged to do so. Yeah. It was so nice so I'm glad that Oh, do you want to say anything else? Well, about I just comedy? wanted to thank
1: everybody cuz um because I feel like we always call people out when they uh, are terribly behaved and drunk messes at our shows. So I actually wanted to give Denver a thank Yo, you. Yo, yeah. We performed two shows on St. Patrick's Day yeah, dude. in Denver in a major city and you guys were so I don't mean I don't want to talk to you like your kids, but like, you were so fucking respected respectful and a well-behaved audience and i w- we were so prepared to walk into a real fucking nightmare doing a comedy yep. show on st patrick's day like i actually almost uh said no to performing on that day when our agent presented us because i was so fearful of the bullshit that we were gonna have to put up with zero um, and you it was actually one of the best yeah fucking shows there were less, nights of shows we've already we've done there was less drunk <laughs> heckling that night than the, than the night other before. night yeah. yeah yeah so thank you so much uh it's just it's it's hard because it's it's hard because it's an honor that you guys
2: are great at these shows.
1: Yeah, cuz it feels number one it's a reflection on us and if like our our people who listen to us is a, are a hundred percent a reflection on us, and so many times club owners will come to us and say, "Your fans are so nice." Yeah, it has and has kites, and that's a really good compliment to yeah. get because you guys are a reflection on us, and um, yeah, and us as comedians, absolutely. Yeah, and it's and it's, and it's you're like a great reflection, and it's it's it, it affects whether or not we'll be invited back to the club one hundred percent because there's too many comedians for people to be putting up with bullshit. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, and then. And also, one more thing I wanted to mention is it's March. It is endometriosis awareness month. And uh I saw when I w- we were on the road I, in my hotel room, I saw one of the best commercials for female health I've ever seen. It was just a woman in an OBGYN's office sitting and kind of downplaying the physical pain she felt uh during sex and just in her lady parts in general. That's the umbrella term I'm using. Um, And she had kind of this conscience behind her who was saying like, what? No, it's not a little bit of pain. It's a lot of pain. Like tell, tell your OBGYN how you're feeling, how you are uncomfortable all the time. And it was a commercial for speakendo.com. And I just want to give them a shout out. Number one, if you feel, if you're having pain, I guess go to speakendo.com. And just, I want to give them a shout out because there's, I have never really seen a proper uh, women's healthcare commercial. And it was so refreshing to see that it didn't talk down, but it really encouraged women to be like, Hey, your pain is nothing to poo poo. Um, and I really enjoyed it.
2: That is a great commercial. Yeah. God. I was so happy to That's see so it. So refreshing. Even really hearing happy. about it. I'm like, Whoa, that is like groundbreaking. Absolutely. I got to talk to my guy. now know about cramps after sex, man, mm. not every time, but sometimes, and it's so bad that I want to, like, die. It's so but don't, bad. But
1: do, don't you have like a cyst or? I, I
2: had cysts on my ovaries and then when my doctor operated to see if I had cystic polycystic ovarian syndrome or, or endometriosis uh-huh. and she said no but I'm like well then how come this pain?
1: It's always good to get a second and she was opinion. like I don't know.
2: For sure. Yeah, I gotta ask someone else. Because
1: that's what I did like I just was not happy with the, with the answers I was getting to my questions and so I just did a lot of research and I moved OBGYNs. Like, yeah. It's, I think it's important like if you're not happy like I think sometimes we think of doctors as like not a service but they want 100% are a service and if you're not happy you with the service you're getting, you switch doctors.
2: Yeah, it was so nice to be in Denver. We, bo- Karen and I, both bought our boyfriends. Brought our boyfriends. Yes, James and I celebrated our two year two anniversary.
1: years.
2: It was really fun, and also because we have that um, the most amazing night ever with Chappelle. But like, the, I feel like we all went not to war together, but like had this like crazy experience. But it was really nice. And then Stephen was like, "It was so nice to hang out with James," and it made <laughs> me happy. It's like when your friends' moms get along, you know. And you're like, oh, that makes me so happy.
1: Yeah, I was like, that that is good because I I hate to be like you guys hang out, but you know,
2: yeah, it needs hopefully to it's tolerable. And it, it seemed like it was. <laughs> you didn't hear me and Steven have sex, did you? No. Yes. We only did it once, I think, or twice.
1: Well, yeah, we were at home
2: after the no after the Chappelle night though. I was so excited.
1: Oh, we were like, fast. Oh, that night I was like, uh, I probably fell asleep. I was so I'm so fucking tired all the time.
2: Hmm. You need to email or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The subject line of this email. Oh, before we get in really quick, speaking of emails, uh, if you have a band or you know somebody with a band and you get their permission, uh, all the music on Guys We Fucked is made by the listeners. And you guys are really fucking talented. Um, if you have a band, sh- uh, send streaming links of your music to gwfpodcastmusic at gmail.com. And uh, that's, Stephen will get that and he picks the music every week and uh, you guys are really mad talented.
1: Okay. Oh, also. Yeah, and then also we're, we're, cooking up we're brewing up something uh, a a live event um, that we're looking to happen this summer Uh, it was actually inspired by an email we received from an awesome jersey listener who will be contacting you Um, but if you're interested in working with us on both it's a comedy slash philanthropic project that will be happening this summer in New York City Um, so you would have to either a just be willing to volunteer your time for free or be uh, be an intern for college credit, uh, and it's something you can put on your resume. Um, you'll obviously be working very closely with Christina and myself, and yeah. you'll be doing like a lot of good work um, for women and sexuality. And you'll also get to meet some pretty cool stand up comedians yeah. and enjoy like a lot of free perks that we'll definitely hook you up with. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so please just email us at sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com with subject, uh, intern or volunteer. Make sure to put that in all caps yeah. and use one of those words. And uh, if you could include like a resume, your age, your location, you have to be able to either live or commute um, to New York City for the summer months on your own dime, unfortunately. Again, we'll try to like give you as many like, free perks as buy you lunch can. lunch and stuff. Yeah. But it'll be a good experience. Christine and I have done a lot of interning in our day. Oh my God. And yes. it's been some of the most fun exp- and best learning experiences oh, yeah. I've had. And it's also how I met like a ton of people who ended up helping me or just being like really great friends later in life. Yeah. Interning is the
2: fucking shit. Uh, and we have something really excited and we want a simple team. And obviously and, uh, you have
1: to you have to be I would say 21. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because we're it's going to be involved involving a lot of going to comedy clubs and bars and stuff. If though.
1: you're under like 21 in college we can consider you but like you yeah, really can't sure. drink because that will like seriously oh get my us god arrested. yeah that's <laughs> shitty um yeah
2: no that one girl from jersey had emailed us like hey here's why i want to work with you guys and here's some ideas that i have off the bat i'm like damn this yeah mm-hmm. i really appreciated the uh the hustle and the and the great ideas and the and the thought you know okay the subject line of this email boyfriend ashamed of his pegging fantasy Hi, Christina and Corinne, a big fan of the show, a longtime listener. I'm 21 and I've been dating my current boyfriend for about a year and a half. He's a great guy and I couldn't be happier with our relationship. We are both very sexually explorative and sex positive people. I love to keep open conversations about our sex life, uh, trying new things and what can be improved slash added slash change, etc., uh, the other day, I asked my boyfriend if he had any fantasies we haven't explored yet. He hesitated, but began to explain his fantasy about of being dominated and possibly pegged. We have done anal before, and I love it. So my response was, well, if it feels good in my butt, I bet it would feel good in yours too. Probably better because he has a prostate. Typically, he has always been the dom and I am the sub. Those are the uh, roles we naturally fell into, but I am 100% open to trying role reversal. It wasn't something I'd thought about before, but as he explained what he would want done, I found it very hot. I saw nothing wrong with this fantasy and it excited me. So I asked why it had taken him until now to tell me about it. He told me he was ashamed and he was afraid I might think he was gay. This broke my heart. He said that uh, he thought about his fantasy of being dominated. He felt it was dirty and wrong and he wished he could make the fantasy go away. He has always been accepting of any fantasy I've had. So it confused me as to why he couldn't accept his own. My question is, is there anything I can do slash say to help him accept his own fantasies? Thanks so much. Um, th- I liked this email a lot because uh, I think it's pretty common to have a fantasy and then be ashamed by it. But uh, if it's a more extreme one, extreme is uh, in the eye of the beholder. But also I think sometimes part of having a sexual kink is, is the shame. And you can kind of use the shame and turn it into this, um, uh, humiliation, sexual humiliation. And for me, I talk about the, the cuckold thing, cuck, whatever the fuck you want to call it thing about, you know, a lot, but humiliation is part of it. And I don't necessarily want to lose that element of it. And I think, it's, I, I I talk about the whole fantasy thing a lot, but then the more specific things that I want to happen or want to get done, I kind of keep more to myself or more to Steven. But I don't tell Steven as much, I guess. Uh, it's more in my head. But part for me uh, of why that's so hot is the humiliation factor and is a little bit of the shame and I'm kind of turning it on its head and using it for the powers of shame for good, I guess you could say. So yes, I think that there is a degree of, shame that he might have just with, you know, society's a bunch of fucking bullshit and saying, putting something up a guy's butt is gay is, is honestly, it's so fucking hack to me, but I do. It is a real thing that people think and feel, uh, spoiler alert, putting some up your ass. It doesn't make you gay, but that could take a second to, to come to terms with because masculinity can be uh, a rough thing, a rough role to kind of maintain, but I don't think it should break your heart. As much as, uh, you know, uh, because maybe that's part of the fantasy. He might or might not know that about the way he feels towards his fantasy. But, you know, you don't have to you don't have to. Get him to a place where he no longer feels ashamed, and he's proud of it, and he talks to everybody about his pegging fan. You know, not that you're going there, but that extreme.
1: Yeah,
3: you don't Is want it-
2: you don't want it that guy. No, <laughs> yeah, but also like he probably wants to keep it a little bit that way, and a little taboo, and a little. One thing, Karen and I. I've, or me personally have experienced about this podcast and talking about the sex stuff, it makes sex less titillating for me and less exciting for me, to be honest, talking about it all oh, yeah, no, the sure. time. Because part of the thing that I love about sex is the tabooness, is the, it's oh, the is mystery. This wrong, is this a little dirty, bit of a mystery. Yeah. is this bad? And I want to keep that up. And so your boyfriend might feel that same way towards the pegging thing. Like maybe the shame is something that he can use for good and it's something that he's going to have in his head and it's part of what gets him off about it
1: yeah and even like for me like I'm not a fan of humiliation at all but I certainly do like to be like dominated or you know I like to be sometimes dominant and sometimes dominated Um, and it can just be something like if he enjoys the physical pleasure of something in his butt which is not crazy at all it's actually normal very logical Ricky Gervais actually says something about it (gasps) really in his comedy special which I loved that he said that because he's certainly not someone that you would think would be yeah which is like kind of be like open to something like that you you would think of Ricky be Gervais being like you're a faggot you know that's right. what, that's what you would think when you think Ricky Gervais and that's why I, part of the reason I like that special was because he kind of like really was vulnerable in it um but physical pleasure, I feel like, you know, sometimes we talk about how much women aren't uh, encouraged to enjoy the physicality of sex. Sometimes men aren't really encouraged to like treat themselves. And let their freak flag for Yeah, a or just like do things just for uh, pleasure. I think that's like a human nature. Like we yeah. think like, oh, if something is feels good, we must be doing something wrong. And like- for guys, just physically, how their bodies are set up, things feel good in their butt.
2: Yeah, that's the thing about having, having a butt okay as a guy. And it's okay to just
1: do it, something because it feels good when you're not hurting anybody else. And it's also like, no one knows what the fuck is going on in your bedroom. So, like, the fact that, like, a societal view of something being quote-unquote gay seeps into a bedroom where it's just you two. I know. That's, like, a little disconcerting. Yeah.
2: Don't let that fuck up your boner or your lady boner, your boy boner, whatever the fuck you got.
1: Yeah, but as long as you uh, receive the information welcoming and openly and non-judgmentally, you guys are going to be fine.
2: Yeah, and I think approaching it like, oh my God, don't be ashamed. I wouldn't take that route. I'd be like, well... You know what? You have nothing to be ashamed Just be about chill. with me be like, because yeah, I, I would like it's to cool. do it with you. I think
1: it's cool. And I'm open to doing it with you. That's it. And a conversation. Everyone's and then good.
2: I always say with any sexual fantasy that gets introduced, start talking about it. Use it in your dirty talk first. I think that's a great gateway. It'll get you off. And then, and then take baby steps, prostate simulator. Yeah, start with something small. For the I butt. cannot <laughs> recommend this. And they are not paying me to say this, but the Aneros Helix is a prostate uh, simulator and oh my God, it is. You want to see a guy come so hard that you get turned on? That's what you
1: get. All right. Uh, today's guest. Oh man. I'm really uh, honored to,
2: I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview. Um, we interviewed uh, a couple that I met uh, a couple years back when Steven was doing a project with them and they're two very lovely human beings separate and together i really like them a lot and uh and they are the parents of a young transgender child and i've been wanting to get this perspective for a really long time and maybe help other people understand i learned a shitload from this interview about the uh, how how the notion of your kid is transgender, how did that pop up gradually as you were raising your child? How did you feel about that? How do people react to your kid? And uh, it was a really eye-opening interview for us, and I, I hope it will do the same for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Jennifer, Jennifer and Skye.
3: All my fans
2: jennifer and sky i'm so excited to interview you guys this is cool um so how did you guys meet we'll
4: start
0: there (laughs) oh that's a great story
4: so how did we meet we met in mexico at a yoga retreat um i was a student there and sky was teaching at it and um I walked in with a girlfriend of mine, we were there because she had just finished chemo and was like a year out and so she's like, I need to get out of town and do something. So mm. and and I was in a marriage that was very miserable. Oh <laughs> And how old were
1: you at this time? <laughs> Is that, so in walks uh-oh. this
4: angel. And so, it was so funny. Why was it miserable for you? Just because. The marriage. Yeah. It just, just way out of communication. I was married to a narcissist. So like <sighs> way out of. It takes so long to figure that out when a person's I never even had heard the word until yeah. I was like. Until you met that thing. guy? Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I was like. Oh my God. Um. But, uh, so we walked into the, there was like this palapa that was the restaurant and walked in and I saw him and I saw him see me and I turned to my friend and I was like,
0: let's just go somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> it must've been really obvious on my face like, that you both were like, hello.
4: <laughs> it was so was weird. Like, yeah. Who is that? It was that? <gasps> and wait, did you go to another class or did you take Sky's class? No, no, no. I, we, we were there to eat lunch. Cause oh, it was, oh, oh, we were all lunch. at okay. the same damn retreat. Okay. So you so really then I had were, to
2: saw each other the whole day, the whole, whole
4: week, whole day. The a whole week. week. Oh, I didn't speak to him at all. Oh, mm-hmm. but you got, did you make eyes? We made some eyes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> did you not speak to him? Cause you knew if you did, that I it was, was going to be trouble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And my friend, I'm like, the- what if he
2: wasn't single? What, it, you know what I mean? You don't want to put yourself through yeah. that. Yeah. What if he had a
1: crazy accent? Like, hello.
3: Well, he's like, Do you know what I'm you know?
4: it was so hey, Finally, when we started talking, he was yammering on and on, and I was like, Thank God there's a flaw.
0: like
1: Do you talk a lot or are you, are you just nervous?
0: Just nervous. I was
1: like, you, you don't seem super no, talkative. No. No. Okay. When I'm
0: when I'm comfortable, I I think I'm way more low-key. Okay. Okay. And then with her, I was just yeah, I didn't know what else to oh. do. I had to just fill the space. Oh. <laughs> I was so nervous. And you
1: were single at the yeah. time? No,
0: I was. Kinda, oh, I was same thing. I was in a. You were married toxic, too. Yeah, You're both in crappy to. uh, marriage.
1: Wow, and, narcissist
2: or no? Um.
0: Hmm. No, I don't think necessarily a narcissist. I think other mental illness was, oh, okay. was present in yeah, that
2: one. Yeah, that can be really tricky. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: that, that was the hardest one. Yeah. You know,
4: yeah. So you were, navigate, and but. were you, you had just gotten out of your marriage or you no, were still in it? So we were still in it and it wasn't good. And so on the last day, like a group of us went out to dinner and we all went out dancing and then we like ended up chatting and and it was kind of this thing of, of like, hey, let's exchange numbers and let's talk. This is really weird. Whatever is going yeah. on, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's see, like it, it was, was weird. Just, you couldn't
2: you couldn't take it away, but you could also feel it, and it will always be there, kind of thing. That it was that so electricity, kinetic, that palpable. Yeah, so. all
4: I wanted him to do was like touch me because I was like, <gasps> this is so crazy, and but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's so right. it was so <laughs> crazy. So then he called me like three weeks later, and he's like. I don't know what's going on or why I'm even making this call or whatever. But I just wonder how you see our relationship. (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't because we're both in relationships. Yeah. You know, but time will tell. Like, obviously there's something there, but time will tell. Yeah. And then it was, you know- Did you guys let each
2: other in on the fact that the relationships that you were both in at the time
4: weren't the best? We talked about, I mean, there's a longer story with, you know, like him, like I wore my engagement ring on purpose- and so then he was where to the like just retreat when we were, yeah. Like at the retreat, but you right. don't wear yeah, it. Like when, when you're doing one. yoga right. all week long. So you put it on at the end mm. and then he was like, are you married? <laughs> yeah, dude. <you> know? <laughs> yeah Yep. So, and then when eventually did you guys, you started dating? No. See, time well, did tell. No. So he lived across country. Okay. I mean, it's, it's really sorted. Yeah, so I was then in the
0: East coast. Yeah.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. yep. And so like a year and a half later, kind of, we cut up. And were you keeping in contact
1: during that period or
4: a little bit on and off. So there was Uh definitely some texting back and forth. My marriage was breaking up. Right. My dad was dying at the same time. So I was really focused on that. And his marriage was breaking up. So it was kind of back and forth and texting and that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then. Finally it was I was going to say by the not, time
0: and I was I was divorced before she was. Yeah. So oh, okay. my my sense of freedom and like hey girl yeah, what's up? Yeah. Can't, totally. Can't. Yeah, cuz you're like <laughs> way earlier. Free. Than, yeah. I'm like I'm in
4: a
1: really <laughs> small town where
4: everything <laughs> yeah. Is. yeah. Did oh, you find fine. it
1: easier to get a divorce knowing that there was someone out there who you felt connected with? <laughs> I was getting divorced way before that. But but it didn't make the process easier knowing that he existed or Uh, yeah that's true because then Uh, it's not just focused on quitting a job when you know you have one waiting and you can like slam the door and be like fuck this place right (laughs) you know what honestly
4: for me I've never been like a hop from relationship to relationship Mm -hmm. person so it wasn't but what was crazy was because my dad was dying Mm -hmm. I that made everything easier. Because Mm. I could see, I I was very present. So very much like everything was black and white and people were giving me shit. You know, like it was like I was breaking up a business partnership. I was going through a divorce and my dad was dying. Mm -hmm. All at the same time. (sighs) Yeah, it's a lot. And so what made it easy was having just a very black and white perspective of what I would deal with and what I wouldn't deal with.
1: Okay. And the
4: minute I was pushed outside of that comfort, comfort zone, it was like, no. oh, yeah. nope, we're it not doing no. this anymore. Mm-mm.
2: Right. So it was a, it
4: was a very clear it line. It was that you kind of amazing. Yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's
2: yeah. great. That's yeah. good. Because so many people don't have that line defined for themselves. And then you just, you just stay in something. Sloppy and Sloppy
4: all over the place.
2: So when Which you guys is... finally started dating, was it like, oh my God. Because yeah. like, that's a lot of buildup. Yeah. Even if it's just like an interaction and with energy that you're like, that's something's there. I don't, mm-hmm. mm, that's weird. And then yeah. a year and a half later
4: how excited we're both. You know? I know. I Dang. mean, the sex was really good. I was going to say, <laughs> that was probably amazing. It's really, really like, <laughs> all
2: day, all night. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah. cause it's yeah. so funny cause Steven and I met on a music video, but he had a girlfriend. So I was like, okay, no, yep. but like, totally. there's this thing that I'm like, whatever. And then when we went on a business lunch, I'm like, this is a date. Cause you just told me you got down. So we're dating <laughs> now. Um,
4: <laughs> so, so, so you're trying to be cool
2: and subtle. Oh, and So yeah. cool. was not at all. No. Um, so how long uh, into dating then did you guys get married? Like what's the evolution of your we're relationship? We're not married. Oh, you're not married. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Why not? Cause I marriage is kind of weird. Was really, It felt really conformist to me. Yeah. Um, it does feel that way. But I didn't have any other reasoning
4: to... But you were married, so you kind of know. You were yeah. in it, so you yeah. can really say that with some yeah. experience. Yeah, and it, and in that marriage... And it, might, it probably was because it was that marriage. I felt very caged. I mean, this is a yeah. person who would like go through my calendar because we didn't have phones at the time, right? Right. So I'd go through my calendar and then show up at my client meetings and be like, oh, I was just walking by. Oh my you God. You know, really? things like that. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he stalks his current ex-wife. So oh. who we, we know each other. Oh, we're, oh. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh>. that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my gosh. So,
2: and then what, do, was that a mutual decision or did you kind of both talk it out and you are like, yeah, I don't really know if marriage means anything.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think we just didn't see what the point was. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it really just statistic kind of works against you. In, yeah. In what you know, are our day the, and age? So
4: be, there are benefits to it that are mainly taxes, like financial. Yeah. Yeah. What are the that is? Right? Yeah, but we both are have our own businesses. Okay. So, so I like think the LLC. Yep. Thing. And and I think our CPAs are pretty relieved that we don't have combined. Oh. Okay. Finances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then, when did you decide to have a kid? <laughs> Or was it an accident? No,
0: it was. no. okay, <laughs> no, there were no that's accidents. Fine.
4: That. Everything was intentional. One Halloween wow. night, all fucked up on ecstasy. Oh, yeah. yeah. no, that's so, <laughs> so sweet, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that's actually true.
2: I <laughs> really, that's <She> fun, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
2: But that, I mean, hey, that stuff's good, was, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. So, wait, you were it's Halloween, you were together, you
4: were obviously dating, and yeah. Stuff. Like, he had moved mm-hmm. here, I mean, there was a lot, so he, he. I got sick of
0: the long distance relationship and asked her if she would move to the East Coast. And she said, no way in hell.
4: So you're like, okay, cool. I'll come to you. Let's talk about the East Coast. It was a little, little teeny town in a a very conservative state. And I
0: was like, cool. I'll be out there in November. Oh, wow. It was just if she said yes, cool. I didn't have to sell the house or sell my business or Mm do make those bigger changes. And when she said no chance in hell, I was like, well, I just ordered the U-Haul. So I'm packing.
2: And then you were like, all right.
4: Yeah. How often would you guys see each other when you were long distance? Well, so it's really, I mean, I was going back and forth to home for my dad for chemo oh and, he, gosh, and he and yeah. he was dying. I mean, he wasn't going to make it. It's super rare type of cancer. So I would go there and then go out to see him. And then he finally came out and met my dad right before he passed away, Oh, which was good. really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was really kind of wonderful yeah. Um, because my dad was a great guy. And I think yeah. you guys would have really enjoyed each other's time. Um, oh, it's sundering I know You've I seen like that. these giant and lightning, lightning. <laughs> This is crazy We need this um, um, As long as no fires start Oh my god Oh, is that a thing that <laughs> yeah. happens a lot? When <laughs> it's dry oh.
1: Like, oh You know, I did see some fire warnings On the way up to yeah. Estes Park yesterday It was yep. like chance of fire don't And then like, like
4: uh, throw a cigarette out the window oh, Don't you? Oh, yeah well, Oh,
1: yeah But well, well, do you, I don't smoke
4: anymore,
2: so <laughs> good for you Good for you Okay, so then
4: So it was Halloween yeah, and we were having sex. What were you
2: what was what were you what'd you guys go as? To oh this yeah.
4: is very important oh, detail. I don't even remember. Oh. That wasn't the Dia de los Muertos once. Oh, that was that was Danette's birthday party, right?
0: <laughs> was I a minion?
4: You might have been. No. A I, think, Thank
0: you. I think I might have I been a oversized like a giant, minion, a
4: giant yellow it's the minion, sexiest costume ever. <laughs> it's fun. Overalls
0: and goggles. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, fun.
1: That is fun. Oh my you. god! And then what were
4: you? I Jennifer. don't.
0: Oh. You, you, were, you were that scary white witch. I am with, with the red and the.
4: It was, you know, as Oliver Pinterest that thing with the shattered up. Oh, nose okay. The, like, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. The sclera eyes. Yeah, I know what you're no, talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then yeah, they you know? just
2: like we're looking at each other from across the, the room all Halloween night, and you're looking at that minion okay. over there, and you're like, I, yo, like, I want to procreate. Let's, let's jump on with that.
1: that
4: giant yellow man. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I mean, that was like a year and a half after we'd been dating. Yeah. 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 But still, I mean, you know, we were <laughs>
2: together. Um, so, so you
4: got pregnant yeah. and then you had a baby. Yeah. And then how, well, it how went was like it being... this. I, we got pregnant. And then at seven months he said, do you think you should move in with me? Oh, thought, wait, you weren't. No. no. <laughs> oh, so you hadn't moved across the country. He had, but I not... made him live in a different house. Oh, nice. I like and that. what was your reasoning for that? So that he could prove to me that he had his shit together. I like that.
1: And also, it's nice when you're moving to a new place to kind of be on your own a little bit. So you're yeah. not so have dependent your own dependent on the other yeah. person. Your own life. Yeah. yeah. You need your own friend. Cause I know yeah. so many people who move and then like their life is really kind of just an extension and of it's the bullshit. person. Like yeah, it, that's, totally. a, yeah, I think it's a way to
4: kill a relationship. For it? sure. Yeah. Oh, oh my I've God. Into somebody else's life and had, don't have your own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, your corinne's boyfriend lives like a block away from you. I'm
1: like He lives down the street, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. And everyone's like, guys... are you moving in together? I was like, absolutely no. not. Never.
4: You got your own place to retire yeah. to when you want to be alone. Like, yep. get out of here. My yeah. aunt and her boyfriend have been together for 30 years and they live a mile apart.
1: Really? Yeah. <sighs> that's my dream. My dream is actually, well, because I'm in New York, my dream is to say that's a New York dream. <laughs> apartment building, but different <laughs> apartments. Yeah. Like with an ele- yeah. a, and it a will couple work. elevator floors between each other. It will work other. really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn.
2: That's my dream, yeah. Do it. <laughs> so, so you guys got pregnant, and then so seven months in, you're like, maybe we should because then i can like help you yeah. and then if like the Didn't baby I cries easier. i don't, I don't gotta like jump in a
3: car
0: yeah you just because go we're
4: gonna co-parent right right
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and were, were you and there was a like, question
0: i was actually like i don't know if this is she's right to say yes to this and,
2: oh <laughs> well as i was gonna ask like were you immediately like yes of course or were you like no oh, no. no she had to think about that really yeah. yeah and is it because the relationship that you had been in previously it just kind of wasn't what you would wanted, but no, you didn't realize it right away. I was
4: just fine. Like yeah. I was happy with. I like I owned my place. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had dogs, and he was renting this farmette kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so I would have to move there. Yeah. And become a landlord, things like that. You know. So it was like, yeah. I have it kind of good now. Right. Right. <laughs> if you guys okay. live
2: together now, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, okay. Gosh, yeah. Megan, <laughs> <sneaking>, sure. <laughs>
4: um, we have. Sex. But even if you didn't, I'd be like, that's
2: fine. Yeah. Um. And so, and then you had a baby, mm-hmm. James. Mm-hmm. And then talk about um, so how how is it your your child is trans mm-hmm. and what how does that I've never talked to a parent of a of a trans kid before but I I know when I first met you guys you referred to James as like your unicorn <laughs> and I, was, I just like I but the way you love James yeah. is like the, it's beautiful and like you guys are such a beautiful couple okay. and you're like honestly like the coolest family I've ever met yeah. oh, and uh, and we encounter a lot of families and parents who just aren't accepting so I'm I'm curious when james was younger what did
4: you when did you notice maybe something was different and unique i mean she's pretty willful yeah. so she came out willfully yeah i mean <laughs> she came out i mean in her own way the way she was going to do it and really from the get go i mean before she could verbally communicate right like she yeah. was like a willful person mm-hmm. and so we and we signed before she spoke, so we signed till she was about two oh, years old. Oh, sign language! Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So we did ASL before she could speak, and and but when you're doing that, you don't think to teach somebody the genders, right? Right. So yeah, is that her?
3: Sorry, <laughs> sorry, okay.
4: And so <laughs> so she, um, we did all the other stuff, right? So she yeah. spoke like seventy five words, and you know, when we got her into preschool. And she started talking, and I mean, we have pictures of it. But she came into the room one day, and she was like, "You know, I I want to be like mommy." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You know, like your shirt." And I was like, "She goes, I want a dress." And I was like, "Okay, well, just go into my closet and grab a tank top, and put it on, and I'll turn it into a dress for you." Yeah. And so we have pictures of it. Mm-hmm. She had this. Little, oh, really? Yeah, you know, like little tank top, and she's wearing this little trucker hat of mine, and <laughs> and That's she just loved it. Yeah, like, she mm-hmm. like loved it, and so. But the, but play and dress up is a total natural part of yeah. human uh, human development. Yeah. So yeah, you we would just never think like went, oh right. maybe maybe right. James is... my is, brother used to dress in dresses all creative, the time. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and super he's creative. just
1: a straight yep. dude.
4: Exactly. But you well,
1: know, with
2: kids and gender just, too. Like I remember. Yeah. When I was little, I, my mom used to be like, Christina, I, none of my Barbies would wear shirts. Cause I'm like, what the, if yeah. the boys don't have to wear shirts, I the don't girls don't have to wear shirts. And I never wanted to wear a shirt when mm. I was a kid. And she was like, you will later. So, <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of dug that in, but I remember thinking like probably at the age of four or five, I'm like, that's so weird that j- you learn that different genders are treated differently. And that's totally. so odd as a
4: kid. Cause you're like, yeah. well, why? Why? (laughs) You know? Yeah. We
0: still can't answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Even as adults, it's like, why? Yeah. Did that even happen?
4: I know. And now it's more of a conversation. Um, but then I would say, so then we were at Target one day and she was like 18 months old and, you know, like wheeled around the corner and she just stopped. She goes, "Mommy, (laughs) what is that? And I, I couldn't see because I was behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I come around the corner <laughs> and it's the Barbie aisle. Oh yeah. And it's bright fucking pink from yeah. floor to ceiling. Yeah. Barbie. Mm-hmm. And I was like. like oh. castle set <sighs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Barbie. Mm-hmm. You know, Do you not like really? Barbies? I don't love Barbies. And I was allowed one Barbie when I was younger and it was the black Barbie. Okay. Because my mom was really into like teaching me about diversity. Mm-hmm. Oh. So nice. I still have my. Should I give you patch, one Barbie? One Barbie. Okay she really didn't want me to have any. So she said, if you're going to have any, it will be somebody who is not Caucasian. Oh, wow. Is it because
2: Barbie represents like the ultimate ideal
4: feminine kind of thing and her measurements aren't realistic? Right. (laughs) And she's a, and she's She's, a feminist, you know, like my mom is a feminist. And so, you know, she's, she's actually kind of incredible. And so she, she was just like, absolutely not. It's not going to happen. And so she had, I had this one. Uh So that was kind of my reaction was you know seeing all oh, of that right right you know that makes I mean? sense like ugh, it's barbie but luckily, she never got super into Barbie. She got very into Monster High, mm-hmm.
1: which is cool. Oh,
4: is that a, sh- a TV show or a movie? It is. is. It's these, they're all, they're kind of laying all over they're the like house.
1: Barbies, yeah. oh, cool. like, they're like
4: Monsters Barbies, basically. But they're misfits. Like Frankenstein. Oh, like mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the big eyes, like yeah. kind of like the brats. But, but, but they're nah. they're misfits, and they're nice to each other, and they're very accepting of it. Like the whole storyline, oh. I'm like, oh, that's oh nice. Yeah, she knew herself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, really? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So then that was kind of, and then we were at a kid's store one day, and she saw tutus and wings for the first time. And she was like, Mom, what are those? She
0: just and loses her shit. Yeah, she was yeah. like, she was this, just is like amazing. this is the best
2: thing. The yeah. <laughs> oh, so. And like, that's such a pure, genuine, like, excitement. I mean, yeah. especially when, so, when you're a child, it's like, you just, if something lights you up, you say it, you yeah. talk about it. Yeah, there's yeah. no and
4: holding it's, back. It's pure. It's yeah. not, there's no other it's, angle other than mm, like, mm. Oh my God, this is really cool and I love it. Yeah. It's, and it's great. And they're excited. And so she was like, Can I have that? And I was like, yeah, totally. You can totally have that. Yeah. Like, no problem. So, so that was like the early, early stuff. And, but still, did you have any questions of like, Oh, maybe, maybe
2: she'll, uh, at one point when she gets a little older, start questioning, like, you know, why do I like the things that typically little girls like, or no, I just...
4: don't think so. No. I mean, it was cause cause when you're dealing with a kid and you're a first time parent and you're not an early childhood education expert, yeah, which we aren't, you know, you just kind of like do the thing right, yeah. and you kind of go with it. So mm-hmm. for me, it was more like this is just play, yeah. and this is
0: play in a highly fun. creative mind. Yeah, work, she's super. You know? Yeah, she would sneak in and get a hold of your makeup and like oh do God. her face. Oh really? And it was yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, she because <laughs> she wasn't using a mirror. She just <laughs> right. like scribble the blue all over blue eyeshadow on her cheeks. Yeah, um, come out looking absolutely crazy. But you know, that's she kind was of awesome. Though. High heels. As yeah. soon as she could put her foot in it and walk, yeah, you know, she would she she was emulating how i dress yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
4: yeah there was no like she was leaning heavily toward like female gender mm-hmm. criteria yeah, you know yeah. What i mean
2: and then and then uh what about like how old was she when uh did she ask to
4: have the pronoun change
2: or did you just start saying it so or how was
1: that's and what what I, how old is she
4: now she's seven and a half okay yeah so that's why i pulled this up so it was interesting. So then we were moving like say into the three and four age range. Okay. And yeah. so there was a lot of um still dress up all the time and and, you know, like I still was like picking out outfits that I thought were cool for a boy, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, fine, whatever. But she just was m- more toward the other stuff, which is fine. Yeah. So then- and she would
0: kind of fight it in the morning. So it was like time to go I to school. Remember. She wouldn't- She, did, she had it, more it took costumes a
4: a, than clothes. Yeah. And it uh, took a little okay. bit of yeah. an effort
0: to get her dressed to go to school. She wanted to wear the costumes though.
4: Right, know, right. Are, but what it's what Montessori was. and they don't allow it. Ah. Uh, right. So it. she
0: couldn't do that. And and so as like soon as she got home-
4: Like a lot of kids
2: want to wear- Like I wanted to wear my princess Jasmine- onesie pajamas to school all
1: the time I yeah yeah every now and then you'll see like especially like those disney princess costumes you'll see kids walking no. around like the mall and i know and i'm oh. like oh that looks fun i wish yeah, i, I had one of those <laughs> jealous that i don't have that mm-hmm. sense of freedom
4: i think you my can time. get it in adult size oh yeah. i mean
1: i would but it's just like not as cute when a 32 year old does yeah. it yeah it's way cuter <laughs> when a kid does it's it like, oh, It's like someone okay? someone escaped yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so funny so and she also we we would watch a lot of project runway together Oh, great show. And so she had grown her hair out and she was about four and she had grown her hair out. And one, I guess in one of the shows they were giving haircuts or something or they did for one of the models. Mm -hmm. And so she locked herself in the bathroom and chopped half her hair off. Oh, and so I got, and I was out of town and I actually, by then, cause she had also Thanks, said dad. things to me. <laughs> that's I that's yeah. a dad weekend. If yeah. ever there was yeah. one. Oh, yeah.
1: You didn't know. Was no. you know she
4: so she was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All the bad things happen when I leave town. Yep. <laughs> So, so that actually like in my heart hurt a little. Cause I was like, she had already said a lot by then, by the time she was four, that she was a girl and we made okay. a mistake and stuff like that. And, and one, you made a mistake. You yeah, guys made a mistake. We made yeah. a mistake. It, oh, cause she I'm kind of a, had I'm a the, girl. I'm not a boy. Right. You know? Okay. Um, she would like one time we were driving to school and she looked at me and she went three and a half baby, And she was like, mom, mommy, you know, you should have had a girl. And I was like, well, "Oh my well, I said, what do you mean? I go, do you mean that I should have another baby and it should be a girl or that when you were born, you should have been a girl. And, and she said "the the second one that I should have been a girl, I said, well, you've been telling me now for a long time that you're a girl. So aren't you a girl? <clears throat> she was like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, then I, I always thought you were a girl. Like, I don't think I need to have another baby or have you again mm-hmm. in order for you to be you a girl. Be yeah. yeah. And that was kind of good Three for and a her. half
3: because
2: mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of um, you know, it, it's one of those issues where if I start reading about it and what people say, who are just not as accepting and, and uh, read about like asshole parents that grew up in it, believing something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that prevented them from loving their kid, you know, mm-hmm. circumstantially. Um, I, I just don't. I just don't get how a parent could could do that to their kid, but also like it, it's they also I hear them say in interviews like how can you know what your gender is when you're that young? Mm-hmm. But
4: clearly, well, you knew she did. You knew, yeah, I knew, yeah. He and knew. that's that's the thing. You it's knew.
2: like well, and it's like the gay straight argument too. It's like well, when did you know you were straight? Was, well, I don't know. I just <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> so you assume that it's this default setting, but that's not true because you seem boys. there's only two.
4: Yeah, you
1: yeah. know exactly. It's it's wild. Well, it's also interesting because I think my like go to in my mind if if I had a kid and they were kind of doing like uh, born biologically a boy and then doing things that were more like feminine, I would probably be like, oh, maybe my kid is gay. So did you mm. ever have that? Because I feel like mo- that's the go to. And, and sometimes people just have trouble understanding what it is to be trans,
0: honestly. Well, that that brings up the, I think, a distinction between you know what sexuality is mm-hmm. and gender, right?
1: Right, so different. and gay right. and
0: um, homosexuality of sure. any, any line is way different than what somebody's identifying as as a gender. So, yeah. you know, I think for us it was just it was really simple
1: yeah
2: Yeah. because
0: sex isn't even in like that's there's nothing right there's no context that's that's not even a reality in our world right you know she's seven
2: yeah exactly like Like, you don't even have a sense of sexuality that early usually but gender that makes a lot of sense yeah Yeah. sense even though that does have to but then does it have to do with organs no it really doesn't because then you're tacking
4: sexuality onto gender so it's like it's it's really an interesting well but it's really what's crazy is it's no matter what, it's still in our conversation, like in our DNA, right? Yeah. Because she came out of her room one time and she was like three. Mm -hmm. She used to walk around naked all the time. (laughs) She's kind of going through more of a, like a stealth phase now. Yeah. But she would, and she came rolling out of her room. She was all naked. And she goes, hey, mom, guess what? I'm just a girl with a penis, like who cares? Mm-hmm. So like, she was already aware that the penis was not mm-hmm. meant for her yeah. body, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, what a, what a
2: beautiful sense of self she's yeah. always had. She's That's really cool. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I only know the only kid I know is my nephew, like actively, yeah. know, a little kid and he doesn't, I mean, he's only two. So yeah. it's, he doesn't really have any grasping of, of that. He does quite, as, as strongly. I don't know. He knows cer- certain things he likes, but other things he's like, I don't know yet. Yeah, give mm-hmm. me a second. Yeah. I figure it out. Yeah. Right. But what about um,
4: so ba- bathrooms? Yeah, which, which does she have to use? No, so we're in like the Shangri La of you know sexual diversity or L- the LGBT. Like, because I'm seeing all over, so all over the state. Here. It's always just,
2: the the bathroom signs will just say whatever, mm-hmm. and it'll be like the half of the symbols put together. I'm like, that's can we just do that everywhere? Because like no one's they really nothing bad is happening. No, where everybody's fine, and yep. we'll all live.
4: Yep, and it's true, <laughs> and and all the hyperbole around it and the yeah. rhetoric around it is just for How political does that make gain. You feel kind of sick to my stomach yeah. um you know I think it's it scares me you know what's really really hard as a parent for me for as a parent of a trans child was like just reading the statistics and reading about you know how high, the suicide attempt statistics are. That threw me over the edge.
1: Yeah. It's not good. It's really not. Good. And it's also, not good. I mean, you know, I mean not to but there's a lot of uh, the murder statistics are high. I mean yeah. Yeah. primarily crimes are Yeah, especially so, for uh trans people of no color. color. Yeah. Uh, but it's there there, I mean really yeah. like it's awful. Yeah.
2: You know? And so. it just stems from this place of not understanding. But it's weird that people's immediate reaction to not understanding something is fear. And then acting out of that. Well, and it's then the that's X-Men. Why and I always go back to the statistic. X-Men. The
1: X-Men, I think, is is amazing and it really could, uh, m- reminds me of a lot of real life stuff as specifically the plight of the trans person. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Like, it's mm-hmm. X-Men stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so with, hmm, how, so if we, it's weird because it, this is a very accepting place. I feel like we, it's yeah. very accepting to be around yes. here. So like when you travel or I don't know if you guys do travel a lot with James, mm-hmm. is there like weird reactions that you have to deal with or? Well, we just got her passport changed. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So and what she, was that process Was she really like? excited
4: well, I think we kind of snuck under the radar because you just did it online and it was no big deal. Right? It's not like they're like no, tracking. Well,
0: we're still working on it. Oh, okay. It's still, oh, yeah, it's wow. still a process. Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
4: We were just updating. So there is yeah. there actually is a whole process. Hi, Bibi. Hi. And um, you need to tell me something? Okay. You wanna tell me?
1: We were on the passport
4: thing, oh, but yeah, it's yeah, oh, in, yeah. in the process. There is a process. Okay. Um, so we're part of a larger um, parents of transgender children. In a secret group in Facebook, and that's kind of great. Cool, because it's like from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You do hear oh, horrible awesome. things every day. Yeah, every uh, in day. that group. In that group. Yeah. In the gro that, oh, ha- no, I mean, that are happening, that are happening, to, the happening kids. to kids. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, from the parents. Every do you mind sharing like because I just want people to realize or or get like, you know, yeah, have a clue as to what life can be like and what the hurdles can be and how I mean, gross things, other people can
4: be about people it. People can be really gross. There are people who, there are children who have been murdered by the non-accepting parents. Children? Mm-hmm. I mean teens, yeah. God. Um, and then suicide. By the parents? hmm Whoa. And, you know, so I think that, you know, and the oh suicides God. are prevalent, um, Yeah, you know, and then, and then, you know, there, there's just, um, there was some big thing that went around where some, there were like a lot of um, non-supporters who got into the group somehow. So we try and keep it pretty much. Oh, oh my down. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's
2: gross.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, it's, you know, the, the, the bathroom with the bat, going back to the bathroom question, oh, yeah. it's just
2: like the, the reasoning it's, it's gotta be. Crazy from your position, from thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like are weird as the parents of a kid that you just are in love with yeah. and who is trans. When you hear it in the news about. Uh, politicians Bullshit. talking they about sound like you're going to you just want to go into the female yeah. bathroom. to rape, rape our people, kids? yeah,
4: and molest them. Fuck you! And, no. and they're the and ones, then you have the this and
2: epidemic then of Roy violence. Roy fucking Moore. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Who's trying to hit on thirteen no. year olds? And and then the violence in the trans community against like hate mm-hmm. crimes. I'm just like that would make me want to punch all the walls in my house every day. And and.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, the only, I mean, I do have an issue with all gender bathrooms, but it's because it's, because it's straight men though. I mean, you seem very no, nice, thanks, Scott. You're great, but I mean, but... like that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's the enemy. I don't it's care true. about <laughs> having all, trans all of them. people or women, but I mean, there is a real, I mean, especially from doing this podcast, like I do have, a, um, I have an anxiety present that wasn't there four years ago, uh, with straight men mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just knowing, knowing more. Well, yeah. that's the
4: thing is like women are, women and trans women are being attacked by straight men mm-hmm. in bathrooms. Yeah. It's not the other way around. No, yeah, no.
1: Isn't the statistic ever. zero? Mm-hmm. I, I I it believe is. it's zero. We looked it up once. once. Yeah. yeah.
2: Cause we were trying to find like, you know, yeah. trying to clap back and yeah. uh, we wanted to get the armors up with knowledge. Yeah. Um, so have you guys ever, have you faced any, um, uh, have you had to face any assholes reactions?
4: Not, oh, well, changes. when she was little, it was so kind of, you know, those moments when you're like, God, I wish I could catch my boyfriend cheating on me or something. That would be so kick ass. Cause I would right, cause I shit punch him. Like, eh. yeah. So this was like, this guy. I feel like <laughs> that. all. You know what it is for me? <laughs> so, I'm like, I wish someone would just spit on me so I could have a reason to like, you know, yeah, push that. Totally. So this <laughs> was, somebody. this was that moment. So <laughs> she used to wear these sparkly shoes and we mm-hmm. were down on the mall. And she was dancing around and this guy was sitting there like showing his friends or something, his fucking yellow Hummer across the street, you know, like, man, it was great. (laughs) And so then somebody pointed to James, but I'm standing like no further away from them than I am from you. Yeah. And they're like, what about, you know, what's going on with that kid? And he goes, I don't know, but he's going to be, or he's going to be really fucked up when he's, when he's older. And I looked at him and I go, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Like we didn't know she hadn't transitioned yet, you know, so But that was that moment. And that's really like the only outwardly asshole moment. Now we live in a very liberal town where I think people are like tripping over themselves to be politically correct here. So the the things that I notice, like little subtleties that I notice are things like, oh, we've only been invited to one birthday party this year in the classroom. Mm. That's a little, and I'm like, God, yeah. Like all of a sudden you notice that's happening Mm -hmm. or, you know, and I kind of think, you know, we'll see how, how much fortitude people that we know have when she starts hooking up with people. I
2: was going to say, has, have any questions arose from uh, James's classmates?
4: So one do of them. Do they care has, yet? Do they, yes. or will yeah. oh, they do? Well, so seven, they kind of get starting getting curious. There mm-hmm. are some kids in her classroom who knew her when she was presenting as male. Mm-hmm. And so she got, they've, you know, once chased around, but they're, it's different. It's not like that horrible bullying. It's curiosity. Like I can, I can be kind of compassionate around it. Right. Cause it's um, like, well, if they don't know and they're just going off of. I think they're learning. I think at seven they're learning, yeah. you know what I mean? They're learning to be jackasses, you know? Oh, and yeah, so yeah. they had a situation where a, a girl who she had been in class with before asked her to see her penis. And this boy, who was an older boy, who's also her mentor in the classroom, had no idea. Mm-mm. And he was like, What? you know, so this whole thing went down where, Oh, the mentor didn't know that. J- okay. I see. Yeah. The mentor was maybe eight or nine mm-hmm. and the young girl was a seven-year-old as well. But was had, this
1: James's mentor.
4: Yeah. So they have in their classrooms, okay. they have three grades.
1: Uh huh. Oh, so the older kids, yeah, the older kind of kids, kids mentor,
4: own? the younger kids. Oh, okay. Nice, yeah. But he had no idea okay, that, that she, James, uh, yeah. yeah, that she ever, that she had a penis. And so, so James was like, Nope, I'm not going to show you that. And don't ask me again. Mm-hmm. And then I guess she asked again, the little girl asked again, And she said, nope, now I'm going to go tell on you. Mm -hmm. And it was really great and she handled it well, but we're seeing now after the fact, there are some things that are coming up, just like her, she's resisting doing her work. And stuff like that. And I think she's like locked up about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there is, how could there not be psychological repercussions from that? And well, right, we're because, just hoping it's okay as, because we're adults.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. for James, it's like, I'm just going to be me. Like, mm-hmm. why does, why would like, anybody have a problem? Why with that? do you need That's, to
4: look in my pants? Yeah. Like, and why would hell? you
2: ask me that? That's mm-hmm. why now I'm getting treated differently.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, you know, it's, it's that the, those are those subtle things that I think that if you, don't think to pay attention to, and I just learned on the other side of it. Like I wasn't like ready for that, but I look at like you know, there's no event, right? But mm-hmm. that could be a be- very big event to anybody. Yeah. So I have to, I can't take that for granted.
2: Yeah. Are you guys doing? I'm sure you guys have just you know loaded up on research and and with parenting. Is there any? Are there any resources for parents who who think their kids, you know, their kids are really young and it's
4: possible that they might be trans. And how do you, I love, there's a great book that I read and it's called becoming Nicole. And what I love about it is that the parents were conservative and it was, they had adopted twins and one of the twin, twin boys. And by the time, same age, t- same timeline that two, the, one of the twins started presenting as a girl mm-hmm. and he, the guy, you know, this, the guy's story is so great because he is, um, he was like a, you know, not a super highly educated person. And he figured out for himself that he needed to be. So he like pushed himself through graduate school and then had these kids. And, you know, like he really talks, like the doctor's writing the book, but it talks about like this conservative, conservative person becoming a really supportive parent for this kid. Mm-hmm. And I try to hand it out to everybody. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's you know great, what I mean? Cause it really is like, sky tracks
0: yeah. the whole, you know, the, the whole lifespan of, what they went through and the and science behind the science it. Science behind it. So it's not just uh, like an autobiography in a sense, mm-hmm. but you know, there's actual um medical knowledge to be gained from it oh, oh, like what oh kind of is medical science. yeah. What kind of um, yeah what um, you know what the process is through hormone replacements oh, okay. and transitional therapy when that would be an an when option, they were right, right mm-hmm. and when they were having those and then like the roadblocks that they went through. Yeah. Because you know they're kind of pioneers, so to speak. Right. And how would you that know? That what, world.
1: Yeah,
4: absolutely. Oh. And it wasn't that long ago. So that's cool. So mm-hmm. Nicole is probably 20 right now. Oh, also awesome. it wasn't that long ago, but it's really, you know, it's a, it's a, that is a great, I mean, even for yourselves to read yeah. it, if these are part of your audience, you know, like if, absolutely. if tr- the trans community is part of your audience, I think it's, it's just really cool to be able to have something to, to lean back on and also give people two as well yeah. who are really doubting it. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You know what I mean? And what's the, what's the legal age right now where you can start hormones? So it's not really about legality as I
4: understand it. There's no, okay. So what they do though, is you in the book, they talk about, um, the 12, 16, 18 rule. Uh-huh. So they're basically pre prepubescent pubescent puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can start homo- hormone blockers. So it just oh, gives okay. you, you know, a. a slows down all your, your development. So Mm -hmm. you have some more time. Mm -hmm. And then at 16, you can start taking hormone replacement therapy. And then, you know, like when we were explaining it to James, you know, I was like, that's when you can grow breasts if you want. And she was Mm -hmm. like, that sounds
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. oh really <laughs> yeah. can i take it too yeah
3: totally
4: you can get an
1: augmentation Ugh, yeah. oh yeah no like. <laughs> i know i feel like i'm i feel like i'm turning my back on my flat-chested oh, sisters if i did that but no. it's tempting <laughs> um I know. huh okay um oh, that made a joke and now i forgot my next question oh,
2: <laughs> so you, so you've talked to james about it and mm-hmm. and she's like yeah i'm mm-hmm. in let's do this yeah that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she understands it. Cause I'm like, I don't even, I don't know what. So, and and you said 16 <clears throat> first, 12, 16, 12, 16 18, yeah. Okay. So not for a couple of years.
1: And now is, uh, has does James see a therapist? Yep. Uh, and when, when, and why did you, I mean, the why right. is kind of apparent, but like, when did you decide? So we, so that we've just had our second session, but
4: oh, okay. again, well, cool. it was like this whole thing that was going on with school mm, and what, like, yeah. And she, kind of prepping for that. And like, well, I don't know. It. She, she is really bright. So she gets like a hundred percent on her test, but she won't do her work. And so mm. she's, she, I know that kid, like she yeah. is like holding back. Mm-hmm. And so it really is And we've tested her for all this, you know, whatever you can test her for, tracking and hearing and eyesight and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the teacher just said she's just kind of plateaued in her learning and she's not interested. And then she keeps telling us how much she hates school. So we got a psychotherapist for that who is LGBTQ. She identifies as queer. Mm -hmm. She is teaching a class tonight. Like I just really like, like she's an empath, you know? And so- She's, I so far have really liked it. And, you know, we did our first download last week, and it was very revealing. You know, so it's kind of great because when you're the parent, you're so in it all the time. And sometimes you're just trying to get the kid to get dressed on time to get to school. On I was gonna time say to parenting. Blah, just be a kid know, anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. like that's a lot. Yeah. And you're totally. like, I mean, it's gotta
2: you would feel I would feel dizzy, like yeah. just even thinking about like, oh yeah, I gotta get the kid brush the kid's teeth, get yeah. the kid dressed, get mm-hmm. the kid's All school.
4: the stuff, like brush Ugh. your hair. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But but then at the same time, how about like making sure that if there's any like dysphoria? And how can we best guide her up into this life where maybe that is not a factor so much you know at her her age? I mean, it's always going to be there. I, I get that, but I hope to God you know like to whoever that it's like, what do you mean dysphoria? So dysphoria is when that sense of like not you're in your body and it's just not your body. Oh, I see. Yeah. so it's the cause of a lot of the suicide in the trans community,
2: <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they feel one way and then everyone's like, no, but that's not what you are. And like, but I'm me. I Chip know with the
4: dick and, you know, and all the stuff. And yeah. You're just yeah. Like, this is crazy. So I think that is a good way to free her up Is to it's right. play therapy.
1: And do you guys all to go as a family? Mm-mm. No, just no, just, just her? her. Just her. Mm-hmm. OK. And then do you guys go to a therapist to kind of help you through parenting or you kind of research on your own?
4: We would go to the therapist to help us through each other.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Couple yeah. therapy is oh, okay. wonderful. It's Stephen kind of amazing. Many yeah. times. Oh, so you do? You do? We haven't operate.
4: in like a year and a half, but we but do. We have. do a okay. lot of personal
0: we've, work yeah. too, and we've done heavily
4: some um, good in the, yeah.
0: in the relationship.
1: Has any of the work that you've had to do had to do with raising a trans child or Not is this a separate issue? Just okay. like yes, yeah.
4: you know family of origin bullshit that we mm-hmm. all deal
1: with. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and now I find it interesting have you ever had any conversations with the therapist or anyone about like because it's the thing that confuses me about being trans is like, so I, I don't feel at home in this body. And then I'm going to transition to kind of this, this other societal structure of gender mm-hmm. um, instead of just kind of like being like, well, I have a penis, but I like to wear dresses, I like to just go to full like your own
4: version female. Of So look, you guys look at like 16 to 20 year olds right now. They're the mm-hmm. most fluid people I've ever met and seen in my life. So yeah. I think that's a construct that's changing. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I love seeing, like, I I don't think they're necessarily, like, I don't think everybody is flipping. I think there's like this fluid. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Right. That's out there. Mm-hmm. She's just really clear that, that right. she is a girl.
3: Mm-hmm. You right. know what I
4: mean? So, right. but I've seen kids, you know, like that are like back and forth all over the place. So yeah. it's really interesting. That's cool. And then they're just being allowed to be themselves. I think so. Which I hope so. Great. Yeah. yeah. Or they're taking it upon themselves to be themselves. Right. And then they're just defying like anybody who's
2: saying like they're going to have way better sex
4: lives than we ever did. Yeah. Way oh, I do better. Say, like, I will open say. And I think the kids are talking more. They're and talking. it's really exciting. I know. And they They don't accepting. respin the bottle. They, <laughs> yeah. They don't respin the bottle. De- yeah. 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 yeah uh, that's
1: true. <laughs> has James ever expressed having a crush on anyone in her class? Or I don't want to like, get, on, get in on people's <laughs> personal yeah. business.
4: So there's somebody in her yeah. class that has a little crush on
1: her. Oh, yeah. <sighs> uh-huh. And then is that. Did that person express it to her? Well, so she, it's
4: the cutest conversation ever. So she came home from school, came home from school one day and she's like, mommy, so what is that, like, what does it mean when like somebody is like looking at you and they just turn like all red? oh (laughs) and i was like well who did that because i've asked in the past like boys or girls she's like we're not talking about that now oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know i'm like i guess not you're five yeah yeah what are you doing um but she was like yeah so the boy that she told me and it was a boy Mm -hmm. and then and i was like oh well he likes you and she was like well he can't because this other girl in my class likes him. And I'm like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah that's not how that works. Who she's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
3: Heart she wants what goes, wants. He's always
4: hanging around. Yeah. You know, and that really is where I came up with like, wow, we really are in like the next five years gonna see what these friends mm-hmm. that we have,
3: yeah, what they're
4: made of. Like, yeah. because I think I think people do wanna do right and they do wanna be great and they do wanna be accepting until it happens. To them. Oh yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, then that whole nimbyism get, you know, like really like, I think even I've known really liberal in, in her transitioning mm-hmm. people that I'm really close to who are really liberal, who have been like pushed back a little bit. Well, oh, it's just a phase or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh. So n- maybe that's their version of trying to understand it.
2: Even though it's I insulting because it's, cause it's just, like, you don't know my kid. You Just go yeah. mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. going to talk about it, like, or ask me yeah. what's going on because I know. Yeah. Because I'm a mom. Yeah. So, so, yeah.
4: So, yeah, there, there have been a few little flirtations happening that's fun i know it's really cute. <laughs> it's so
2: that's, cute and and um what about does james ever does Is she ever interested in changing her name you think or not you so just, we've asked, brought up
4: yeah every once in a while the first yeah. one was alice may who is a character from scooby-doo and
3: i was, <laughs> I was like oh, yeah, so yes. wait, you
4: want me to yeah like the zombie queen okay and she's like yeah totally i'm like all zombie right Queen's alice actually may a great name i know right <laughs> and so then she kind of went back. she's like i really like my name and yeah. it was my dad's name so i thought that was kind of cool oh that's name. nice yeah. yeah but also, um,
1: yeah i mean i feel like it names like ma- like traditionally masculine names are it's very trendy to have a i know a feeling that's a cool name i, I mean it's also I, my boyfriend's name i like it cute. a
4: lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name it's, it's a good name it's a little bit edgy For i think because it's yeah. formal and then mm-hmm. people are if you don't like it go out to jingle. jimmy kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or jim or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome but um Hi, Punky. But um, I'm <laughs> I'm going to give her that. Yeah. Elite, uh, you know, yeah. if she wants to change it, she can change it. And that's entirely up to her. Yeah. yeah. That's, you're so cool, Jennifer.
2: You guys are so dope. Honestly, I wish all, I it's wish just, more I mean, parents. Honestly,
4: I just don't want a dead kid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you think, and you think about that a lot? Like, oh, you stop. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, to me, that's one of those things where it's like the mm. last, I mean, and you hear oh. about like supportive parents who still, their kids still really, mm-hmm, Yeah.
1: Oh man. Well, unfortunately, I mean because the way the world around mm-hmm. is.
4: The or yeah, or like the depression, you know. It's been yeah. bad even
1: if you know for uh not trans kids mm-hmm. i mean the statistics we wrote about in our book um are very high because yeah. i did a lot of research on um young people and suicide statistics yeah. it's also Th- it's going of the inter- up like crazy. it's because which... of the internet i really strongly believe i agree that. i it's, agree um, the
4: pressure that they have it's insane. oh and you can the the, the ability
2: to compare yourself to anything it, the internet makes that possible all oh day gosh. every day 24 yep. 7 in your face instagram twitter everything yep. you're always and that those little tiny moments in your day where you're like, Oh know. And you kind of seeing something bums you out a little bit. And then just collectively that adds up to like, Oh my God. Then I, I feel like we're in the middle of this mass experiment of like, let's see what phones are going to do to people. Maybe <laughs> we'll be real.
3: Fucked up.
1: That's so insane, and yeah, that's just, it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, is, um, is James present on the internet? No. anyway mm-hmm. no
4: okay I she guess. wants a youtube channel for makeup tutorials mm-hmm. and that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah. right yeah. yeah
1: and what happened when you you said that she you know was presenting as male in school and now is presenting as female mm-hmm. so what was there a conversation with the school with mm-hmm. the teachers with the principal mm-hmm. students how did they go about handling that there
4: well, again we're in like the shangri-la mm-hmm. so cool. you know yeah. so it's like um they were great I mean, it took... Did a, just, like,
1: going into the office no, okay. and be like...
4: Yeah, cool. Just so you guys know, we changed his pronouns. We're going yeah. with it. She's really lit up about it. Okay. Yeah. Right.
2: Great. Cool. She was James really excited when... Oh, my
4: God. It oh. was, like, so cute. And it's,
2: you know, it's it's so funny. We interviewed... We interviewed Kate Bornstein, who is a trans woman who is... Uh, uh, it was the most incredible, one of the most incredible yeah. conversations I've ever had. And she had transitioned
4: much later in life because of her parents were so unaccepting mm. and she did it after her father passed. I have passed. two trans friends who are trans women friends who, and they talk about being poisoned by testosterone. <sighs> really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because having to go through puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. James know those friends? No, and that's so. One of them lives in Chicago, and oh. one is in New York and Los Angeles. But I love so my friend Yaz, and she's awesome. I mean, she's she transitioned later, so she's six eight, mm-hmm. um, and she's married to this great guy, and they're in you know they're like fabulous. She's like Moroccan, and yeah. Sophia Loreni. You know what yeah, I mean? Like everything, and they're kind of fabulous, yeah, and they're well traveled. And she she sat me down, and she's like, "Do you have any trans friends in Colorado?" Because she needs James needs to see I was you. Say, I think that would be great. Yeah. yeah. So she has other trans friends. Like we're gonna get to we get together. Oh, James! And, oh, mm-hmm, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Any any kids?
2: The, any trans kids friends? They're all kids. Oh, they're all kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. I didn't know. If it was oh, like yeah. Three adult friends. No. You. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And it, yeah. it's like people it's it's almost like the like when we were going back to the bathroom thing it's like you, you just think one person in the world there's what five trans people in the world. They, they just see the world as such a little place but I'm like the trans community
4: is it's like one of the in only reason is people or something crazy. Yeah, the statistic yeah. it's pretty it's high. common. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, that's where I think like like that fluidity is 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 I like that people are just displaying the way that they feel comfortable displaying right now, like these like young people right Mm now. Mm -hmm. I have high hopes. And it's so, and it's, it, that's one of the reasons why I find that so exciting is because
2: when you, when you try and hide a part of yourself or when the world tries to hide a part of who you are, that's not going to end. It's just, Mm -mm. you're going to explode and you're going to, it, It's like, it's like with, uh, you know, back when the Catholic priests, that whole scandal with the Boston Globe was like, oh, Catholic priests, there is a problem. That's
4: how you need to meet my mom.
2: That's what I was telling Oh, you. that's right. God, and wait, she's, she's here? here. Oh my God. That's she's right. here. I forgot tomorrow. about that. <gasps> yeah, we we'll should talk to her. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but, you know, and, and in these communities where I'm like, you, you go, you make all these strict rules for yourself and you hide these parts of yourself. And of course it's going to come back to, it might manifest in something terrible, yeah, like, that's one of the worst things that you could do to another person. And it's like, you can't, you have to be, you have to talk and you have to be mm-hmm. open about who you are, every inch of who you are, yeah. because otherwise it's just not, it's just going to, it's going to, I don't know. It's just going
4: to be this like cancerous tumor and it's going uh, mean, to come to like it, some You can form. see like evangelicals who are for Trump. It's so fucking yeah. hypocritical. I know. You do know it's what I mean? It's very like, so, odd. So it is just... I don't know. It's a weird. We're in a weird time, but I'm kind of liking. What's happening? It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? and it's cool. Like, like just the, the fucking black swan of this administration is bonkers. To yeah, out, you
2: know. Yeah, and it's and it's also cool. Like, I just I'm glad people are talking more. And the internet, the internet sucks, and the internet is great at the right. same time totally. because one of the things like with the sexual assault and the Me Too stuff, and mm. the, it's really exciting to see people go. You know what? This happened, and this is fucked up, and it's not okay because that, that they
4: and now people are talking about it, and, and men are losing really, their jobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. It's
2: so cool. It's so cool. because yeah. people are realizing oh yeah you can't get away with that shit no it's exciting um is there anything else you think we haven't touched on or any advice that you or anything you want to talk about i, I have one more question think, but go ahead yeah, yeah. i was gonna say i think
4: <laughs> asking him about being a dad yeah was, yeah <clears throat> yeah how how is that having
1: <laughs> being a dad what's
4: well up? i mean because i think you guys, because i think a lot stuff. of time it's men who have a hard time you know what I mean? i'm gonna yeah, i would I think, I would think traditionally like oh, yeah. if my dad if my brother
2: uh was trans i don't know i my dad would be not accepting because he has this uh, version of masculinity because he was drafted in the navy mm-hmm. he was kind of beaten into him he's just not he yeah. just wouldn't be accepting he'd be confused but not in a way that's like oh you just
1: don't know yeah kind of way my dad would be yeah. cool he would write, write like a poem about
3: oh, it. oh cute right. really <laughs> he's
1: very in touch with his feminine side.
2: <laughs> so how yeah how has that been for you sky
0: I don't, you know, I don't. I don't even really think about it that yeah. much. Yeah. Which is, maybe that's kind of weird, but, um, you know, I think just being a dad, it, there's there, there's no challenges necessarily different than what any other dad has to go through in yeah. parenting mm-hmm. and raising your kid, right? And
4: but wouldn't that um, be awesome if every dad thought that? I know. Way?
0: Yeah, that would be. Um, but that's not reality necessarily. Because right. in either. your
4: head,
2: you're
0: just truly you're accepting of your kid, and you well, love your kid. H- how could you not be? Right. Right? Like at the end of the day like mm-hmm. it's your kid. Mm-hmm. Like no matter who they are, what they do, what choices they make, those types of things, how mm-hmm. could you not love them? Right. And that's just where I came from. I was like, "Well, I don't understand this. I don't yeah. are are, are, no. are you sure? Like <laughs> Right. Kind right, of, right, you don't know, thing and you know, there's definitely I think there was a, a mourning process there. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Of going sure.
0: from like having a son to all of a sudden having a daughter and yeah. it being the same person that you were going through that experience with, you know? So there yeah. was a little bit of a, what I call a mourning process in that where I was, yeah. you know, I definitely was sad and confused and like, what do you do? And, but never, yeah. never could I just like walk away or be like, this, yeah. and like then I'm not going to be stats. a part of this. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you start Googling, well, what is transgender? And like you said, you start reading those statistics and you know, and for me, just being in such a, a place in my life where personal development is always like really, really fucking important. Yeah, um, doesn't so mean I'm always good it at am. it, but you know, like, <laughs> but it's always something that I think is really important that I'm always trying to strive for. I look at that and I'm like, those statistics, yeah. and I'm like, well, why are these statistics like that? Mm-hmm. And the thing that I could only really decipher through everything was the parents weren't supportive. The yeah. parents made that line, well, if you're not the way that I think you should be, mm-hmm. you're cool. not going to be my kid anymore kind of mentality. And that's just where I, you know, through my own family of origin stuff that I've had to deal with in my life, Um, you know.
2: What, what do you mean by that?
0: Like. <laughs> it um, seems like there's a go. struggle yeah. back there. Yeah. What's... Well, no struggle anymore. Okay. Right? But, you know, having <laughs> different relationships. I had I had a dad who, with. um and, and then two moms and, you know, there's nine brothers and sisters from multiple different marriages on both sides. And, you know, there was physical abuse. There was you know, emotional abuse. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of those, you know, when I say family of origin, like that's the shit that we had to deal with with our parents, uh, right? God, yeah. Um, the things that they did to us that are either making us better or worse people today. Uh, right? Or kind of the things
2: thing you're still finding understanding and trying to put trying pieces to, of the puzzle together. Because right. mm-hmm. when stuff happens to you when you're a kid and your parents do that or are uh, manipulative emotionally physically abusive it takes a second to figure out oh wait that was not normal because of that thing. right because you don't that know because right. you know? don't know and yeah. you figure
0: that out later through the relationships that you have and um you know and i when when looking at that that was what i came away with from yeah it. and i was like you know as long as she's confident healthy and um independent and can take care of herself at, at some point in her life mm-hmm. right those things are like what's really important yeah and so if my kids happy and confident like I succeeded.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: I don't care how she is or what she chooses. She she could choose 14 different ways of floating through this world yeah. at any given moment. I know I have. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm so, glad you talked about the, that state of like a little bit of mourning because even somebody you can be accepting, you can mm-hmm. be like, whatever, you you know, be who you are and I will support you every second of the way. But it's, it's also really important to be honest about those moments because it doesn't make you weak. It's natural. It's normal. Totally. It would seem to me, to be very much a part of the process and a part of the learning curve and a part of, I think it would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah, Yeah. I would too. I'd be like, wait, that's something's up. Something's you're hiding something
4: or something's weird. I don't know. And
1: part of it is just knowing that your kid is going to have a more difficult life. I mean, I think that's even we're
4: in the easy part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's, that weighs on a person. Is James the first trans person you've met, Sky? Or no, or.
0: No, I don't know. No.
1: You had trans friends, or just like new trans people. Yeah, when
0: I was when I was growing up, like one of my first jobs was at Pure One Imports. Oh my god, my <laughs> favorite oh, store. Awesome. Store. <laughs> store! Oh my and,
2: god, and they have great coffee table knickknacks. Totally. My
0: my boss um, was was gay, and he seemed to hire a lot of people from his community. Oh, that's great. And mm-hmm. um, one of one of the guys. That he hired was transgender. Mm-hmm. And at female that point, female to male or male to female? Um, male to female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, male to female. And, but he he, at that point in time, was like presenting everything that way, but he wasn't willing to change the pronouns yet. Oh, I, okay. We, we had this huge talk in the middle of Pure One Imports around <laughs> this with him. and like <laughs> they had very whole comfy couches. It was, it was nice. amazing pillows. <laughs> and 90s,
2: What was the conversation the, about the, the like 90s. the fact that he didn't want to change, she didn't want to change well, the Well,
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know. He didn't want to change the They were all friends. They all partied together. They all, you know, and I'm like, the seventeen-year-old, yeah. in they're going. What the
2: fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah, like, I just yeah. thought
0: I was selling furniture. Yeah. This is crazy. He <laughs> mm-hmm. signed up for uh, a lot more. A lot more. <laughs> it's pure one. Come on. Yeah. Um. And uh. You know. So I was. I was in on that kind of conversation. And I've always been. It, I, if you're a great human, I want to be your friend. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what your gender, or color, or
2: right, uh, right, ri- just ri-
0: religion or anything it. is. Mm-hmm um, I can be pretty neutral on those things.
2: Yeah. I wonder too, with, with traditionally, you hear a lot of stories about fathers having problems when their kid is at LGBTQIA community, any of the, any of the letters. Mm -hmm. And I wonder too, if there's, um, I don't know if every trans kid shows, uh, has that, um, Sense of self, like James seems to have had always. Like most people don't have. I I was going to say most cis people don't have a sense (laughs) of self like that. But I'm wondering too if like they don't even have the words to communicate that they feel different inside until later in life, and then the parents are already kind of said of like this is who you are. This is the box that I've you've put yourself in. I've put you in, and we continue to put your put you in. And then maybe later in life, all of a sudden they're 18 and they're in. Well, they drop I th- on their yeah, I think that's yeah. a, I
0: think that's one of those philosophical conversations that it's like, um, you know, one of my personal beliefs is that we all come into this world with that type of self. Knowledge like yeah. we know who, who we are. are, like the minute we take our first breath, everything. and <laughs> it, it, yeah. it really is. It's society, it is our parents, yeah. It, like they are the ones <laughs> they, we are with, they yeah. are the one, it's gonna they're the ones we are going to be us. their belief I mean, process be forward <gasps> and teaching that and implying yeah. that. And you will like this, and you will go to this school, and you will do this. And a lot of parents, I think, and it's not, you know, it's not like we're, we're all bad parents. It, but, you know, cause we're all doing the best we absolutely fucking can with the best knowledge that we were downloaded with. And if we knew better, we would do better, but this is our, what we're working from. Yeah. And I think that it's somewhere in, in that, those first few weeks, months, years that, yeah. um, you know, that those things are stripped away or. Other things are implanted over it. And yeah. we we do. As beings, we just kinda get lost in that.
2: Yeah. Process, and then sometimes you know? there's comfort in conforming to something. Totally. so you kinda cling on to that. And and you want it.
0: your dad to be proud of you or your mom yeah, or somebody. So you're gonna do, you're gonna say, you're gonna you be like, yeah. fuck. But really I'm not gonna put on the dress of my dad. I want my, my dad right. proud of me. Well, right? some like, people are just more malleable cells. than other totally people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? Like I, literally if you met me when I was six, I'm the same person. I think yeah. I just <laughs> talked more when I was six. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I would yeah. have loved to have known you when you were six. Yeah, like I was like I, there's a video of me in gymnastics class Just like pushing bitches out the way I'm like, <laughs> that's still the way I went I mean, I probably wouldn't physically push anyone like, now girl, But with my,
3: with
2: my eyes mm-hmm. I would push them, you know <laughs> Well, that's funny, that's what I was saying earlier about the, the videos that we had, yes. had Gotten digitized of me as a kid I'm like, I feel like I learned to, I'm like, I feel like more of a purer version of myself in those videos And then you see all you the are, ways though. that you kind of stripped it away a little as you got older yeah. Because you yeah. don't yeah. want to School. feel weird or feel yeah. out of place yeah. Or feel, and parents I mean, ha- raising a kid is 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 hard in and of itself, but then it seems though to me, cause am kind of on this personal quest of figuring out if I want to have a kid or not. Mm-hmm. And one of the things keeping me from that is just everyone gets fucked up by their parents. Everyone. You can't everyone. I know every, like
4: I am, I am. Mm-hmm. Are you so, a perfectionist?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, really all you have to do is just let your kid figure out what they want to do. And then your job you just is go, to, I
4: love you. Yep. Your cool. job is to build self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. And confidence self-esteem. And that's and that a good way it. to put it. That is our job as parents is yeah. to like, make sure that our kid has a good self-esteem. Yeah. And, and how,
2: and, and just, and by how do you, what do you, would you recommend the best way to make sure your kid has
4: a good self, sense of self-esteem? Just, how,
2: what's that measure? Yeah. Like, how do you, how would you,
4: if a parent was like, how do I give my kid a good sense of self-esteem? What would you say? I mean, I think you have to be, I think it's probably like through the process, right? Like yeah. just be making sure. Be fucking
0: present. Yeah. yeah. And listening, you know, <laughs> and yeah, like and that, with your kid. Yeah, and that's one with... thing that Jen does, you know, amazingly with her. Is she yeah. can be so present with her. Yeah. And, um, she and, kind I, and, and requires she kind of it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you could not. And, that, yeah. You know, and you that would fuck phone. her up too. So right? Yeah. But when you're present with her, you're present with her and that I think that builds yourself. I, I get
4: actually yeah, she gives right. me shit if I'm on my phone too much. That's kinda nice. Yep. She's like, get off your phone, you're on it too much.
3: Like yeah, I don't yeah. wanna i always
2: I always I'm like, man, I wish and you can't pick who your
4: kid will be, but I'm like, man, I want a kid who's like older and wiser than me. Like they um, all are like, in the beginning. Emotionally, every single kid is so ethereal when they come out. It's the wildest yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: and like accepting, they yeah, are smarter and
4: than us. I mean, it's like this age kids are the best. This is this is the age where I think they get really like it goes downhill. Like yeah, seven years old, all this society. Like I'm not kidding. Like, I think it's like there's all sorts of studies saying that like people seven, are really? plastic up until seven, and then it's just like they're that just is molded. who. You are.
1: But wow. what if you, I was going to mm-hmm. say like for the self-esteem thing, like what if your kid has self-esteem, but they're a jackass and they need to not think so So high you ass, have so. To, so like, to like to lower me, themselves. so it's yeah. a, right. <laughs> what if they're a
4: total fucking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some kids, I oh. think you have to really have boundaries. I mean, again, I am not a parenting expert, but mm-hmm. I do have a thing where I'm like, I do not want to raise a
1: narcissist.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so what kind of boundaries do you set in your house? Consequences, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like,
4: Hey, we asked you to do this thing and there is a consequence and, you know, you know, our boundaries you know, our limitations, you know? So I think there is you and, respect that. Yeah. Yep. And she's a triangulator cause there's only one of her. She yeah. has zero competition. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So she knows how to She knows how to, like... And we figured out that she knows how to get between the two of us. Oh, yeah. Now we can just shut it down right there.
2: Yeah. It's It's funny. I noticed my two-year-old nephew will... I started to notice he would manipulate. They're fucking brilliant. And they would say, like, but I want this. I'm like, don't give me that sad eye. (laughs) Oh, my God. Brantley, I said no. I'm like, wow. He's learning to, like...
0: It's hard God. to say no with that sad on. so yes, powerful, that, and
2: that's another reason. I'm Like I
3: will
4: just give a kid whatever he wants. You yeah, know? But it's I like do the think- tractor
0: beam on the Death Star. You're just <laughs> like, yeah, what? yeah,
4: you're right. As soon right. as they give
0: it, you're screwed. <laughs> but
4: I think those boundaries and and real and you have to commit to what you've said no to. Yeah. And stick with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's like, oh, I could play like a violin screw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about boundaries? Like so obviously James, you know, requires some special attention just because you're still we're still as a society kind of learning what it is to be trans, mm-hmm. that there are trans people among us. There always have been, but now Since we the see them. So it's like, how do you put a boundary between treating someone special because they need it and treating them too special so, and having good them I actually, that is
4: a great question. And <clears throat> then we went directly to her teachers right away. Cause this was about three when it was, you know, three, four, when it was really happening. And at their conference, we said, we don't want, we don't want to raise a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we need you to not treat her special. She's fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: She's fine, right? Yeah. You know. And they got that. And luckily, we, she had some great teachers the first three years. Who, and even her current teacher, who really are great with boundaries and they're kind of stern, you know. But like interesting to her, they're mm-hmm. bright, you know. So mm-hmm. it is. But that is the thing. Like, right? It was like to go in right away and have that conversation with people because again, there was this kind of like vibe of like, oh, this is so cool. Like people are letting her in. I was like, trendy isn't about. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't about cool. Yeah. Like what we're dealing with right now is how do we kind of ease into being stealth? So it's not even a conversation. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the ideal. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think, or they're out and they're really great about it and they feel safe.
2: Yeah. And, and just, yeah. um, And, and also just feeling like, but also feeling that like this thing about me isn't, doesn't it's not all of who i am it's part of who i am part but of it's also i don't I, I don't wear it like a badge like i no. I, I forget but what she, comedian talked about like um they did a joke about somebody in a wheelchair and there was a person in the wheelchair in the front row and uh, all, the, all the other people that weren't in a wheelchair got very offended and the person in the wheelchair was like i just want you to heckle me make fun of me treat me like everybody else i've stopped thinking that this is the all i am special yeah yeah but so that type of specialness like that that makes you feel worse
4: yeah and she went through this thing last summer the summer where she she was telling everybody that she was trans Mm -hmm. like she was like really identifying with Mm -hmm. that was what you know because avery jackson had come out on the cover of national geographic yeah Mm -hmm. and she was just like wow i want to meet her And she is so cool. And look at her. She looks like a queen, you know, like the way she's sitting there. And I think that was really great, especially because Avery was only nine when she did that. Yeah. So she's young enough to, you know, she's not a teenager. Yeah. Like that young kid and like really, and her mom's a huge spokesperson for the trans community, Debbie Jackson. And um, I think that was just one of those things where she saw like how proud she was in that stance on that magazine cover. It was really cool. Hmm. That's but it's amazing think... to have that as like another kid to mm-hmm. to, yeah. to
2: look up to and to
4: yeah a pre yeah. a pre pubescent kid yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. Um, um,
0: sometimes we just have to recognize where our kids are too you know yeah like some of some of them are they came out ready to step onto <laughs> the scene and, yeah. And, yeah, really. <laughs> and can handle the pressure of a national geographic cover
1: yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah. there
0: are some kids who well, that's that's not necessarily their path is yeah. to be that that right, because, spoken or, or whatever, you know, and yeah. it's right, like a trans
1: like, doesn't mean you have to be a trans activist. Not all, it's not totally. not totally. have women can, are like that. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. They,
4: I, that, yeah, I, I think that that is something that I think is so right. Karen, Cause it was like, you do do that thing. you you, I mean, I did, I was like, do we like have a big, you know, I'd started not putting photos of her on Facebook mm. because all of a sudden I was like, well, that her agency is like yeah. to be able to put her do that own herself. photos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that I mean they're on a locked down, you know, Instagram page. Right, but, right. You know, it's
1: so yeah, as private as that's going to get, I guess. Yeah, because I think people are just like, well, if you're, you know, part of any minority that you have to be spend your whole life working towards it, and it's just like, well, that's not true because no. then that's the only thing about you. Like, you could just do whatever you want. You have yeah. the right to not <laughs> fight it's for just your like rights. Anybody all the time. Like anybody else, it's like yeah. it's okay. You yeah. don't have to be a martyr
2: every second. Yeah. It's exhausting and. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are great at it and they love doing it. And that's part those are the people we need to be of. I mean, really sometimes like that's you, the
0: biggest active activist right there. The yeah. person who doesn't have to who get just there wants and to yell be on the microphone and, yeah. around it and just be them and show people that example of what know. it is of being human. And I agree. I don't normal. know.
4: I, I think know. that they're I think Avery, I think jazz Jennings. Like oh yeah. I was going to ask you about
0: jazz. Yeah. I mean,
4: I think she is, you know, she put her life on the line, yeah. right? Yeah, to like really be an advocate for all of us. Yeah, And she yeah. is 16, And she's a good advocate. She's amazing. She's mm-hmm. articulate. And I see, you know, maybe they fell into it. You know, over time it probably has changed. But like for her to be out there, like in the public eye like that on a cable station yeah. Yeah. is wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. wild. Yeah, And it's going to be her whole life goddamn life yeah and yeah. i don't i don't know that i want i want her to have her own life yeah whatever know. that is yeah. yeah and she tells she us can it's choose to go that school. way if fashion that's the style. thing
0: too right she's like yeah. no i want to yeah. be on camera i want to speak this yeah. out like all right go Great. for it cool. Great, right. yeah like we will support that your choice yeah. you know yeah. but i think every individual has a choice and To be who they are, and at some point in our society, and everyone takes that for granted. You know,
2: I think that so many people, like the the typical, like the the, a lot of people take that for granted, and then they don't realize how good it does feel to be themselves, and that they've been feeling that for the most of their lives, and then other people aren't afforded that Mm -hmm. by the folks around
4: them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the whole state around them, or their yeah, or their government. Um,
1: Since uh, James has been presenting as female has she gone through kind of any more typical female problems like, uh, body comparison or not feeling pretty? She's a fattest. No,
4: (laughs) (laughs) she's like, always like, mom, your belly is looking really really big, but have you seen her? I mean, she's all arms and legs. Like she is right. So I think that is something that's coming up like normal female, Mm -hmm. like societal bullshit is totally there. And media, man, I mean, like going back to the internet conversation, we had fashion magazines. You guys are a lot younger, but we had fashion magazines, you know, like it was like 17 magazine for me. Right. And then, and the TV wasn't for teenagers really then like the tween thing came like around for you guys. Yeah. And so, um, so it is, it is interesting now because now it's, I mean, they have kids her age on YouTube doing makeup tutorials. Oh,
1: yeah. I've seen them. I mean, you some know? of them are better contouring than I am. I mean, yeah. I mean they incredible. <laughs> I mean, what the what hell is going on
4: here? <laughs> babies have Instagram. Yeah. Babies know, have, like, Instagram. have Instagram. Dogs have Instagram. Baby don't want to be
2: on Instagram. They don't really. Just and, get the baby know? off Instagram. Oh. And mm-hmm. then I try not to judge them. I'm
4: like, I'm pretty sure that kid you can't mean, make that decision some yet. They want fucking privacy. Yeah. They do want their face scanned by yeah. the time they're 16 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of autonomy. I, you guys didn't. Right, like you had cell phones already when you were. I had a cell I didn't phone didn't until high grade, school, but I didn't oh, have did Facebook it? until college. I mean, so they, I didn't have social media God. until college. Oh, I, didn't I have agree. like camera
2: phones and stuff like. That. Oh well, yeah, we had camera phones, but no one was doing. well I guess people were doing weird things with them, but I
4: didn't know about yeah, it. My, I cried when
1: my mom made me get a cell phone oh, in high did. school. Oh really? Yeah, I do, I cried when my boss gave me a BlackBerry. A lot of crying because of a technology, of, and, of and I'm not sadness. a crier. I just don't. I like when I'm You're alone. I like to be alone. Yeah,
4: I would have like totally recorded my entire seven hits of acid liquid <laughs> <laughs> wait i gotta get I can't hang on the hang on. on do you acid. see that do you even see the, i can't even like the dancing oh. gas pumps oh,
3: no.
4: yeah i can't even it would have been, been everywhere at. i would never have gotten a
3: job <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's so funny so
4: bad oh, um, Lord.
2: thank you guys totally. so much for taking the time to sit down with us yeah, yeah we appreciate um, it um and um, I just wanted to end on, is there any anything you would say to parents oh, um, yeah. that aren't as wonderful as yeah. the two of you? <laughs> uh, we're just, because
4: we're I was conf- telling,
1: confused, yeah. just less certain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. think confusion, I guess that's a better way
4: like it. if, it's a, if, if you're a parent who is confused or heartbroken or whatever, I mean, start just reading the statistics. Like look at really what this person in your life is in for if you're not supportive of them. Mm, because if yeah. you're willing to lose your child, to suicide, then go ahead and be an asshole, you know, yeah. but I'm not. And so it's one of those things that I think that, and, and I shouldn't say it's not being an asshole, but you know, like you really have got to, this is, it's nothing that you did. It's not, you know, yeah. it's because I think that
2: feeling of confusion when I, I, I'll, I'll talk like, well, you're an asshole. If you kick your kid out. Well, okay. Dig deeper cause that's not right. going to help. That's right. not going to help right. anything. Right. Totally. It's probably going to make it worse. Right. But okay. Why are you acting like that? There's this sense fear, of
4: confusion and fear. I would assume fear is a really, really powerful thing. And I think that, you know, get, you have to really get over yourself and understand that you have a huge opportunity to save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and if we all thought of, Parenting that way, right? Like if with anybody, if like this was our opportunity to save this person's life, we would have been raised like in a totally different way. Yeah, you know, and and we're still gonna make the mistakes that we make. She still says, "I hate you." She still says, "You're jackass." You know, like she (laughs) fights back.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) she's a
4: strong, strong strong-willed kid. She's a strong-willed kid, and she always will be. She's gonna be a strong-willed human. Lord, Lord, save the person who gets in front of her and (laughs) like pisses her off because there's a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Because having a kid is like it's like it's like grabbing a mystery bag at the store. Like you have to be prepared for whatever, whatever it is. is. You
4: can't be prepared.
1: Yeah, or, a, you, or or just go with prepare, it. Pre- like expect the unexpected kind of a thing. Yeah. like just anything that you don't you don't know what it's gonna. It's yeah. not gonna be like there's no like kid class. There's there's but,
4: like no you know like hey what's happening? well that's cool. But that should answer your is that the mo- is question. that the monster thing? Yes, monster high. You oh, wanna show okay, Christy that's what I thought they were. High? That's Laguna. What's up? Eight sheep? Your lifespan is as long as eight sheep. Oh, (laughs) that's depressing for sheep, man. (laughs) Are you as long as those eight sheep?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think the final thing is, like, since we're not, like, you're not comedians, we're not, like, promoting your Instagrams or anything, is there... Any organizations that you like, I know you said oh, the Becoming yeah. Nicole. Is that the, the title of the book? Becoming Becoming is the Becoming Nicole Becoming Nicole. The and then how about organizations that you feel are great, helpful, have resources. There's one I love locally, but it's to, New York local. So is the new alternatives. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah. about that.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, I always say look to your local okay your local so in boulder it's out boulder mm-hmm. um but look i i think i'm a big advocate of supporting your community and those and those kids and you know everybody has kids in their community mm-hmm. who need help mm-hmm. yeah. um the aclu yeah
1: oh, love <laughs> have my card in my wallet yeah mm-hmm.
4: yeah thank you both yeah, thank totally. you jennifer thank you, thank you sky I really yeah. appreciate yeah. Uh, you guys. uh you guys are time. here in a snowstorm Oh, my God, it's snowing. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa!
0: Thunder, lightning. When we started, it was
1: lightning and then thunder and then rain and now snow. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah.
2: That's beautiful.
1: (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you so much. This has been... It sounds weird to say now. Guys, we fucked the (laughs) anti-slut-shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next
3: Friday. (laughs) I (laughs) love you.